0: This is an Age of Sigma podcast, which may contain explicit language. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 11 of Mortally Winded. I'm your host Chris Welfare, and today I'm joined by a special guest as... No sooner did we say James was back and James was away at sea again, so today I have with me returning guest, Dan Brewer. Couldn't have given me episode 13. No. However, <laughs> we are talking all things Skaven today, so um, we're just going to like talk about yeah everything to do with Skaven, and um, we're going to run over a recent tournament that we both attended, um, and Dan actually won. With Skaven. So yeah, a tournament <laughs> won with Skaven, and no, no, it wasn't Goutfire Scorch.
1: It wasn't Goutfire Scorch, no, but it was Scryer. Mm.
0: So um, yeah, we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk all things Skaven in the competitive landscape. So we're going to run through Clan Squire, Clan Pestilence, and everything else you can do in terms of mixed chaos as well with the other Skaven units and Eshin. Yeah, <laughs> don't forget Clan Eshin specific Eshin allegiance. So yeah, so right, we'll just kick it off. Um, welcome back to the show, Dan. Thank you. How are you doing?
1: I'm fine cool
0: so yeah battleborn this was at hall of heroes here in sydney um last weekend
1: yeah it's a 2.5k tournament in Campbelltown.
0: town yeah so i think 18 of us went along there was a few dropouts overnight
1: 18 to 14 but that's...
0: um but yeah so that was good it was two and a half k as dan said so um bigger scale, um, which is always different, so that was kind of fun. Um, Yeah, it was
1: actually pretty lethal, like a lot of the people there were sort of the top players in Sydney, it was probably the hardest tournament I've played in. I'm not saying that because I won, (laughs) but but there was no easy games at all, even like um, sort of the more bottom tables of people who usually do really well at tournaments, so uh, everyone there was, there's a couple of new people, but other than that it was actually a very competitive event. Yeah, everyone was definitely
0: bringing a pretty solid army list, so. Um, so let's run through what did you take?
1: I took Scryer Allegiance and I filled out a Gas Cloud Choklung and a Warp Block Rattle Gauge. So do you want me to explain the Clan Scrier formation for those who are only familiar with Gapfire Scorch? Yep. <laughs> so I mean, traditionally Gapfire Scorch was the way that people played them in the last edition, but because of the points increases, um, they've kind of fallen out of favour of competitive play just because of how expensive they are now. Uh, so the Clan formation is made up of multiple engine covens, so you can have two to five, I believe, yep. uh, in the formation. Although, generally speaking, you're going to look to take two, which is the minimum. And they're almost like formations within the formation, and you can kind of make any combination that you want. So what people were taking before was the Double Gap Fire Scorch, which is the pop-up Storm Fiends with Warp Fire Throwers. Burn your opponent off, fun time for you, not fun time for them, sort of thing. But you could pop up anywhere
0: outside of three inches. You can, you, could well. so you, you can move after as well. So you just move three point one away, and then just. Yeah. And so. you could pop up within combat if you really wanted to, and just take D six mortal wounds. But yeah,
1: so you just take like a seven good warp armor, a storm fiend with seven wounds, and you can't lose one anyway. So. But um. So yeah, <laughs> that that was kind of, the
0: build that a, a few
1: people. Have the taken. traditional cleanse grower, right? but um, because of that, the other engine covens got kind of overlooked. Um, so the different engine coven's are the gas cloud choke, the warp block gauge, Gapfire fire scorch. Arc Spark Voltic yep. is the Warp Lightning Cannon one, and to this day nobody knows the Doom Wheel one because no one will ever use it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to say it's something. Vol something? It's
0: something Threshic.
1: Yeah, it's like Voltic's Threshic or something. Doom, doom Wheel Threshic. Many Doom something. Wheels and many Doom Flare Gauntlets. Um, yes, coming to a tournament near you soon. Maybe I'll run it one day as a joke, but never no, seriously. But um, I still don't own a Doom Wheel. Yeah. I need to get one. But we should probably go through quickly what makes up um, those engine covens. So, the Gas Cloud I like this one anyway, just because I think it's underrated, but also because it kind of fills your battle line requirements for the most part. So, the only engine cover that doesn't require Storm Fiends is the Warplighting Cannon one. So this one has a unit of Storm Fiends, two to five units of, um, I think it's one to three units of Storm Fiends you can yep. take, actually. Yep. Two to five units of Scryer Acolytes, or traditional Poison Wind Globideers, and one to five Poison Wind Mortars, and a Warlock Engineer. To which I took five poison wind mortars because I think they're
0: amazing because they are op
1: yes the 60 points are incredible um the rally gauge warp block is a un- one to three units of storm fiends I just took the one um one to five rattling guns I just had the one and I think it's either one unit of saless or one to three units why well, you'd have multiple units I don't know but I had one unit of 12 which is a big oh. factor <laughs> yeah uh, you should have them you killed them before I could do anything. yeah because I had to <laughs> <laughs> um, if any I could command point reroll that battleship tester roll a six four. Let's, so let's not talk about test. these no. things. <laughs> so yeah, my list was uh, you also have to take an arch warlock to so the old epic Um So and the formation he gets a reroll anyway, and you can give that to one of the other engineers if they're still alive. So every engine covenant has a warlock engineer, and there's an arch warlock that runs the formation. So what I took was an arch warlock, two warlock engineers. I gave the Arch Warlock an Esoteric Warp Resonator, which is an artifact that lets them get a free Warpstone Spark per turn. Yep. Um, the One of the Warlock Engineers, the one in the Gas Cloud Chokelong, I made him the General so he could take Overseer of Destruction, which is a command trait that lets weapons teams reroll ones to hit. And I. And the gave... Poison Wind Waters are weapons teams. The Poison Wind Waters are weapons team. Giselles aren't, but Poison Wind Waters and the Rattling Gun is a weapons team. But uh, generally speaking, it wasn't really that close, depending on what game I was playing. I think it killed itself in most games or just didn't do anything. Um, in our game it killed two dryads, then died. <laughs> but um, Yeah, and then I gave a Vega dust injector to my other Warlock engineer who was with the Radio Gauge Warlock. and that just gives a unit plus one to hit and charge. Well you would have used the charge maybe for storm beans, I don't know. But um then your following here if it is you take D 3 model wins. Yeah, so it's kind of a delayed
0: buff. Yeah, well, it's an instant buff with a delay. This is buff with negative, a delayed cost, which, so, which
1: is better? And the uh, gas Cloud choke um mentioned before it allows you to fire an experimental bomb in your hero phase on a turret, um, and it just does d six model wings flat, which is really really strong. So you pick either the a unit of acolytes or one of the poison Wind mortars yes. from the formation. Yes, and the um, poison Wind mortars on a turret can extend their range from six to twenty two to six to thirty. So you can good for character sniping. I think Basically on it. a 2-up,
0: two 2-up, two Yeah, you can throw You can a D6, re-roll those throw D6 mortal wounds at 30-inch range yeah. um, in your hero phase, which is
1: pretty strong. Yep, yeah, and then the gauge warp block allows the rattling gun or the Gisales to shoot as if it was the shooting phase in the hero phase, and then take D3 mortal wounds for it. So um, there is a cost to that. And the other thing is Gisales don't get to reroll once to hit if they shoot in the hero phase, and they don't do mortal wounds if they shoot in the hero phase. But it's still twelve Giselles shooting at you, with minus two rend, two damage, yep. freeze and freeze. Sometimes I even take a mystical test just because I can re-roll it if I fail it and just get. And if you anyway. need damn terrain. Yeah, damn terrain. I, I never went for damn terrain actually. Normally I'll put the mortars next to mystical, and I'll just take because they're separate units, so yep. you can't battle shock them. And I'll, it's also a good reason for the formation is because it's um, lowers that drops. When normally if you take multiple mortars, they become a very very high drop list. Yeah. But um, and you're generally looking to go first, aren't you? Depends. I think most games, yes. Depends if there's like a big unit that I'm concerned about not being able to battle shock off reaching me. Um, I kind of get into that because I'll come up in my games anyway. Because it did. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Archwallop, two lock engineers, two units of five Scryer acolytes, two units of Stormfiends. One had three warp fire throwers that was just deployed on the table. The other one, which I think is probably the optimal build for Stormfiends now. Is um, a combat unit. So I had a grinder fist, which is the one that allows them to tunnel, your way in a free up in any of your movement phases, and two Doomflare gauntlets, which is uh, ren two d three. If they charge, they get plus one to hit, so they can hit you in twos, yeah. ren and threes. They're very very good. And um, can they make four attacks each. Four, uh, two d three. Two d three attacks. Yeah. Um, yeah, they proved to be valuable in every game. I used to kind of see them as a bit of a tax and the thing that was putting me off the formation, having to take that many storm fiends. Which is probably the opposite of most Sky players. Um, even when people find out I played Skaven, like, especially in the last edition, the first question people would ask me is how many Stormbeans I took, and generally the answer was zero. But yeah. um, I've actually been enjoying using them. I think, what this, particularly the Warp Firefrail ones, when people understand fret ranges, yeah. if you just stand 14 and a half away, they can't do anything. Yeah. So And um, they're an expensive unit for something that is 18 wounds and a 4 up save, 300 points. So And quite susceptible to Battleshock. Yeah, I lost a couple for battle Shock over the course of the weekend. The combat ones proved to be very... I mean, they were useful too in their own way, but um, the combat ones proved to be very useful in most of my games, I think. so.
0: I think I think yours is a sit-back-and-shoot army, so you need some... Oh, well, you have to come to me, really. But so. you need something to go out and reach objectives on the other side of the table. Yes. So that's where having a unit that can pop up really helps.
1: Yes, it does. So, um, yep, I had five poison wind modders, um, a rattling gun, and 12 gazelles. The reason for the Poison Wind... Oh, I may as well finish the list. I had a Bellwind Vortex for my Arch Warlock, and I had... I think you mean a 100-point Summoning Pool. 100-point Summoning Pool for my <laughs> Specifically for my Bellwind, because it's the only... Oh, that's not the only way you can summon in Skaven, actually, um, the Bellwind. You can summon, if you roll a 12 on the Screaming Bell, you can summon a Bellwind Lord. but other than that, there's no way also, to Also, you could summon any demons, because they're all Chaos Wizards. From the Screaming Bell? No, from the
0: Engineer. Like oh I could, I just from... win.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: <laughs> But the Arch Warlock, the engineers, if you wanted to, you could summon any chaos demons. But...
1: It, you could, yes. You can summon anything with that pool. Like someone had told me that I should if I don't want to use the bellwind, that maybe summon the Heralds Each, but I'm quite as you know, I don't take anything that's given in my as army. Well. Oh, that's another reason not to. Then, <laughs> so uh, I don't really have ever considered taking anything not Skaven in my army. I don't like how it looks on the table. Yeah. I used to hate looking at the last edition. You'd see this like amazing Skaven army, and then Sail the Faithless just stood in the corner. I just think it looks horrible. So just yes, yeah. looking. Um, and also, uh, the Archwarlock is amazing on a Bellwind. So. Yeah, the Archwarlock's great on a Bellwind. Again, character sniping forty-three model wins at you, and if I fail it, oh, I'll just try again. And he's so. two up save. The two up save on there as well. So um, yeah, he's um, very much worthwhile. And then a screen of 40 clan rats, and even then, some of the scenarios, if you have a unit of 20, you can order hold But they're basically a um, chaff line yeah. while I shoot people. So but, have to and it. they're allied in, so it, makes you, it in. makes you two drops. It makes me two drops, yeah. So, yeah. most games, I still got to decide. The only one I didn't was you, actually. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, for the most part, it's been... I don't know, I've, I've been sitting on that list for such a long time. The thing I find with Clan Scryer is I find it 2,000 points not you just can't have everything yeah you have to forfeit something whether it's the formation so your drops uh become exceedingly high if you take a lot of mortars or yeah you can't have as much firepower or you can't you can have all the firepower and then no screen because you can't fit the clan rates yeah. in that 2k they're a bit more um vulnerable That's you kind of have to choose a strength and also yeah. accept that you have a weakness at 2.5k there's still obviously a weakness but you can kind of have everything that they yeah. need. It's not simply a case of you have a two thousand point army and then you add five hundred points onto it, which is how I think a lot of people approach two K. The list I took is really only possible at two point five yeah. K, um, yeah. which is why I also think it took some people by surprise. Having borrowed your scryer for a
0: GamesCube at two K, you, I think the best, the two best formations are the rattle gauge and the joke lung, and. Yeah you can't fit, it's physically impossible to fit both. You can't, dec- have no, at a you have level, no yes, But you also have <laughs> not very many Gisales um, if yeah. at 2k, so I think you end up taking the Arc Spark for a Warp Lightning Cannon just to get one cheap coven that doesn't have much requirement, and then you take either the Rattle Gauge or the Choke lung. So I took the Rattle Gauge with nine Gisales but then I found I only had one mortar, and you need mortars, because if you come up against people that have got loads and loads of bodies, the mortars are just incredible. The
1: Giselles can take them up too, but the other thing that's important is, throughout the course of the game, you will kill your own Yeah, and I experienced Nine actually that. isn't enough, which yeah. is a funny thing to say. It's not like Skyfires, where um, you can fold reality, or they can... They're kind of susceptible, they, you know, you generally speaking, you try and get Skyfires in combat as well, but... Um, over the once you start taking two D three model wounds in your own unit in the yeah. hero phase, they can very quickly start to drop off. Yeah. So I mean, I was sometimes taking
0: three D three if I had damned plus the um, injector and then shooting. The shooting. The phase yeah, I, I don't. I, th- I think the game, feel the need for damned. Mm, I think one game I, I tabled my opponent on turn three. He hadn't killed any of my chisels, and seven of them were dead.
1: So I that I, tells you how quickly they die. I regularly blow up my mortars as well. Um, I think the first game I had with the army was a test game against Liam and I think nearly I basically we were playing Nights of the Heart, so I just kept moving backwards every turn. So and just shooting him. But I think by the end of it all the kill points he actually got were all things that I'd killed myself and then a unit of fiends that just refused to show up for the fight. Yeah. So <laughs> But
0: I think yeah, I think um that's cool anyway, that's that's a good run through of the list. I think we should probably just give context for the people that don't know as well, just go through Clan Scryer allegiance
1: abilities. Yeah, as I was talking, I was thinking we should maybe explain what they are. So um, um, so I'll let you. Yeah, they get Strength in Numbers for a start, which some people think is kind of pointless in Clan Scryor. Um I don't. The, what Strength in Numbers does is you get plus two to your bravery for every ten models in the unit, not just plus one. So if you have a horde, you can take a big horde of Scryer, like like, so you can put them up to 30 and they get a horde discount. Oh, Yeah, they do get a horde discount even though they're yeah, shooting unit. 300. 320, yeah. Yeah, um, and then they'll get plus 2 for every rank to their Bravery. It can actually make them quite resilient. Um, they go from Bravery 4 to Bravery 8. Uh, yeah, pretty much so, um, which is better than Bravery 4, at least. I mean, they're still only in the 6 of save. Better, yeah, <laughs> better than Stormcast. Yeah, better than Um The other thing is, so people first out that. Like, well, that's pointless because the only thing that affects is Acolytes. No, it also affects sales. So one of the big reasons of having a unit of 12 Gezzales is if I lose one and Bravery 6... So if I kill one myself, um, at least at the beginning of the game, or if I lose one early, my bravery's actually not too bad, and at most I'll lose one, maybe two, unless someone really puts heavy firepower into them, like you did. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I actually think that's really quite important for them. So that does prove to be really helpful, but the more, I guess, that's just a nice thing to have, the more pivotal thing is the warpstone sparks. So you get D3 plus 3 for the game, and you can use them for a variety of different reasons. So... The spark allows a hero to re-roll a hit roll, a wound roll, a cast, and an unbind, which helps when you have a bellwind vortex, because if you fail it, you can just try again. Uh, And it also allows any scry unit to double the damage of a single successful attack. Once per phase. Once per phase. So you can't use multiple ones. So even um, I mentioned before my arch warlock has a free spark to use per turn. If I use it in my hero phase, I then can't burn a regular spark. And there are different ways of getting them. There's a command trait you can take which gives you an extra D3 spark, so you can have 2 D3 plus 3 for the whole game. I actually found there's only one game where I used all of them. Um, that was against Tom Holdsworth, and I think I actually what 6 for that game. None of the other ones, I actually didn't use all of them, but mm-hmm. they're there when you need them. And if people are wondering why I take Poison Wind Morders, the sparks, sparks are the reason <laughs> why. Um, Poison Wind Morders are they hit on their 4s, 4s, minus 2 run, D6 damage, 60 points. If I take Overseer of Destruction, they re wants 1s to hit. If a unit of 10 or more, if they target a unit of 10 or more, um, and they don't need line of Sight to hit either, which is really useful, especially behind terrain. If they target a unit of 10 or more, they get plus 1 to hit. So now I'm hitting on 3s, re-rolling 1s, uh, winning on 4s. I, I get a re-roll in the hero phase, for one thing. I'll, if it's there, I'll always put them next to Mystical, just to make them more reliable. Um, so, And most games, our game, I didn't get it, but... I think three out of my five games I had mystical terrain to play with, so all of a sudden they become threes, re-roll ones, fours of a roll to wound, minus two damage if the unit is minus twenty. Two rend. Minus two end, sorry, uh, damage if the unit is twenty or more. on the unit, it's a flat six damage. You don't roll the d six. So all of a sudden, if you target a unit which is twenty or higher, it just does six damage. You burn a spark. It does twelve damage. And you already know that it's a successful
0: attack. Yep. So you just wait to know when you're going to do six. You go, okay, I'll use my spark this turn. And you know you're killing 12 or yes. doing 12 damage.
1: Yeah. Like exactly. after
0: armor saves have been failed. Which after is armor saves incredible. have been
1: failed. Yeah. If you have a ward save like death or okay, of cane, they'll get that against the double damage. But, um, yeah. And it's per phase as well, so even if you get like Storm Fiends in combat, the grinder fits at minus 2 rend damage free. Yeah. Just having been able to, I'm going to double that to 6 yep. damage. So if, you, if you're if you facing a foot character and you get a, a hit through, just kill it.
0: you basically mm-hmm. just go, okay, I'll just outright kill you, 6 wounds or less. Bang. There
1: is a cost to the sparks, which is obviously there. there's a limited pool to manage throughout the game, but after you've used one, you roll a d6 on a 2 up your phone, on a 1, they basically overdose on warp stone and take d6 model wounds. But um, I don't think you rolled any 1s. Not in your game. I did The <laughs> game afterwards it was just nothing but ones. I was just blowing all my own teams up. But um, I think that's also a part of the appeal of playing Skaven, particularly with Scrier, is things can go wrong. and
0: But you don't care. Yeah. I think they're a very fun army to play.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like If you care about your stuff dying, don't play Skaven. I'll say that now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Scrier is the most elite, but even then, the severe glass cannon. Um, I mean, the objective with that army is to... It's got the firepower and just the pure damage to table people before they even get to you. And sometimes they can get to you, and then they just hit a screen of clan rats, and they just have to spend a turn doing that. Or And also the other thing with a screen is sometimes you can afford, depending on what threat they have, uh, you can afford to lose priority. It's like, their turn again, okay, they're stuck in combat with your clan rats. You can kill them, Now my turn, and you're staring down a potential double again. So, um, yeah. Sky allegiance in general, I think, is probably... Um, at two point five k is definitely the most competitive, um, out of all the Skaven alliances. But yeah, I mean, do we want me to go through my games or? what? <laughs> uh, yeah, we can go through. Um, just generally in terms of
0: playstyle. Um, I mean, the items. we'll just say, obviously, the reason the uh, warlock and the arch warlock gets the gets to use the spark for free each turn is because the esoteric warp resonator item, yes. which means that every turn, you can get a free spot. He gets it,
1: so even if you've used them all, you can, so you can still have them. access to them. And he's also got... Um a Ren 2 damage free attack. Yeah. So he's also got two Ren 1 D3 attacks, so you get to roll the D3 and go, yeah. oh, I've got a 3, I'm going to double it. If people don't think about it and they come... If he's up on a bellwind and
0: they send a unit towards you, you can quite easily start your hero phase, drop off your Bailwind, 3 away, like, or, or just move to 3 away, go in for a charge and be like, yeah, I'm going to kill you in combat now.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, he's, he is free attacks. He, sometimes he does amazing combat, sometimes he just fails. I have a habit of his Piston Claw attack. I always hit it. It, hits, it falls free, it's minus 2 free damage. I always hit it, and then I roll a two to wound every time. Never a one; always a two. <laughs> for some reason, it's just one of those things that's kind of been following me around. But yeah, he—he's actually more resilient than people realise. Yeah. Um. Um.
0: But yes, yeah, so I think he's he's great, and like you say, his his spell on his war scroll is um, cast on a seven, which is quite high. But then again, having the reroll is great. Generally, especially as you're always going for a balewind first, which is a seven. Seven with a re-roll. You should probably get. The other thing and is he's then... still got his
1: regular rerolls. So there's one game I rolled a five and a one. So I was like, I'm just going to use his reroll to roll the one. Yeah. Roll a two. It's like, cool. with with the bailwind Then I failed his spells, plus one to cast now. So then I used his spark to retry that, and that worked. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Then meant I didn't have a re-roll to give one of the other engineers. But if you do that first, you kind of know if you need it. So yeah. So
0: that re-roll is part of the clan scryer formation. You get yeah. a tactical insight, is it, or maniacal insight? Um, which means that the, it <laughs> means that the arch warlock gets to reroll one any dice in your hero phase he can use it or he can pass it off to one of the en- warlock engineers in one of the engine covens to use on yes as long as themselves or it first. any unit in the
1: engine, coven. Yeah, within their engine that engineer has to be alive yeah um, um,
0: but it means that and that's one dice so you could try and summon a as Dan's saying if you roll like a five and a one, you could just decide actually I'll use my reroll from him to just re-roll that one rather than use a spark for waste free to, re- to waste the five and have to completely re-roll yeah. the cast. And then if that fails, you can go, okay, now I'll use my free spark from my item yeah. to re-roll the entire attempt. The other so thing it is you can save reliable. that
1: spark, too, if yeah. you do that. So the Miniatur's shoot in the area phase, they can then use the spark to yeah. make something damage for. I would think it's also worth pointing out as well that what's the sparks, you can't use them in Model Wounds. So you yeah. can't use them on a spell. They double damage. Double yeah. damage. So model wounds are different to damage. So you can't use the d D6 model wounds attack from the gas cloud. Roll a 6 and be like, cool, 12. You can't do that. Yeah. But, um, um, and also, it's worth saying, Gisales, they have a rule where
0: if you roll a 6 to hit, they do two mortal wounds instead of their normal damage, which is what we've said. However, per the FAQs, any ability only the that shoots, phase. is if it is the shooting phase, if it shoots in the hero phase... It's still just resolved as a normal attack. Any special abilities that apply in the shooting phase only apply yeah. in the shooting phase. So if you phase. look at the Aether Strike. So they I don't do mortal wounds in the hero phase.
1: The Stormcast Aether Strike does because of the way that's worded. It's just a hit roll of a six does two mortal wounds. It's not in the shooting yeah. phase or yeah. whatever. Gisels are different. Um, yeah. So yeah. I mean, if people who haven't really come across Gisels or played them before, the Gisels are similar to the long strikes. Yeah. Um, it's probably just worth running through. Like Giselle's stats in general, in
0: terms of their movement 6 and their range 30.
1: Yeah, there's a benefit to not moving though, so deployment is a big part of it. But um, generally speaking, the way, the way I set up is I would have mortars on one side of the board and then Giselle's on the other side of my deploy, depending on what the scenario is, and obviously responding to how your opponent sets up as well, breaking down your own drops if you need to. But um, so that there's basically no escape from something. Um, Jezails, they move 6. Ideally, you don't want to move them if you can help it, just because if they don't, they get to plant a Pavis, a Pavise, or however you pronounce it. Um, I've
0: always called it a Pavise.
1: Yeah, so um, they have a shield at the front of them, so if they don't move, they get to reroll ones to hit, which is obviously very useful um, in their movement phase, just for the shooting phase, so the hero phase shooting won't get this. So um, they also get plus 2 to their save um, against enemy shooting attacks, as long as there's no one within 3 inches of them. So you can't reroll once to hit if someone's within 3 inches of you, which is another reason to plant your screen carefully, or move it slightly forwards in your first turn, or maybe even sometimes moving backwards. But um, I did move them in some games, but ideally their max firepower comes from not moving them. Um, the other thing is, once they they have 2 wins each and a 6-up save, and you can make that a 4-up save in shooting if you don't move. You then mystic shield them, and there's a couple of scenery pieces that are big enough to plant the whole unit in cover. You can actually have them start that on a 2-up save. And I did do that during one of my games, so I was like... They're not going to move, they're in range of everything they need to be. If you try and get out the way, you're going to run into mortar territory. Um, I have an arch warlock and a bellwind, I can just kind of get you with that. So um, the whole sort of purpose around this army was really to be there's no escape and it can just destroy you turn one. The downside on the negative to Clan Scryer compared to the other clans is probably more the objective grabbing. The Storm Fiend unit sometimes isn't enough. Yeah. By itself, you still kind of have to blast your It's only three off. models,
0: it has to come up nine away, and you're reliant on rolling a three up.
1: Yeah, it also depends how your opponent plays and whether or not you can just kind of afford to move the screen forwards altogether. If they've got a shooting army as well, it becomes a case of your firepower versus theirs. And from what I can see, I actually think Scryer have the best shooting firepower in the game. Yeah, I think generally... I mean,
0: pretty much everything they have is designed to shoot. Leaf damage. Um, yeah. It's temperamental, but it's... Yeah, you it's, can't rely on it. It's high risk, high reward.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, um,
0: and But it's... Yeah, like I say, it's a really fun army to play. I've I've played it and just... Sometimes you just go, oh, or cause basically every single one of their weapons teams has a two up kind of power mode where yeah, you can decide to you Which can, decide to use, use use, yeah. Yeah, you can decide to use it. You can decide to use it normally. Um, or you can go, well, on a two up I can get a more powerful version of this. So five out of six times I'm gonna get a benefit, one out of six I'm not. I'm always gonna go for a big version. So like with a warp fire throw, you're talking you could do D three mortal wounds, or on a two up you can do D six. But if you roll a one you take D3 mortal wounds instead,
1: but, as long as, but you survive, as long
0: as you survive, you still fire D3 mortal wounds. They on FAQ'd the enemy. that,
1: so you can do that.
0: Um, the with the, the, the range—it's the range extension, and then the rattling guns go from shooting two D6 shots to four D6 shots. Yeah. Um, and they can actually get pretty good because they're fours and
1: fours, they're fours, fours and fours. And if you were in nine of them, they're threes and fours. Um, and then rend. They rend, yes, rend one, one damage one. Another thing with that is um, I played a game against KO, and my Rattling Gun just went crazy and just killed all the Thunderers, basically. Um, Yeah. So against certain stuff, if you roll high on your 4d6 shots, for Mm. 60
0: points, you can actually go pretty ham. And then when you think you can fire that again in the Hero Phase, if you really want
1: to. Yeah, I've done that a few times when I thought it wasn't worth using a Giselle, I fired my Rattling Gun instead. The other thing is he still benefits from the command trait of reroll wants to hit if he's within six of the general. And generally with that army, people are coming to you depending on what their playstyle is and how they're playing. If I want to stand back, be my guest because you're getting to a shoot-off with them. And the other thing is the artifacts and traits that I took really are kind of... And the formation is somewhat designed to counter somewhat that unreliable and swinginess of um, Scroia. So having that reroll... I think also having mass mortars you only
0: really need one a turn because you can only use one spark a turn anyway. You're basically taking five to guarantee you get one through a turn. and it,
1: Yeah, it, sometimes I get more than one through. Sometimes I you know?
0: get more, and then sometimes, <laughs> like, you generally will always get one. So you just go, oh, I got that one hit through on your big unit. Cool, that's 12 damage. That's all I needed to achieve yep, this now you've got a
1: Battlestock test. And yeah, it's, yeah. Um,
0: it's, you need one of them one mortar, I don't think on its own is really worth it. And I think, no, you go hard or go home. Yeah, you take you take five or you take none. Basically, I think if you want to compete with me, yes, I think it so. Is my experience anyway. I've taken one and gone. Eh, it's not done anything. Whenever I face
1: you with five, I'm always terrified. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing as well, like one of the ways that I'm used to playing Scaven and kind of transferred my because like, I wanted to try something different, and it was also a bit. Um, because for the most part, are still generally mixed chaos. I was kind of wanting to try something new and different. So I was like, I'll try the Scryer formation because I don't want to paint that many Plague Monks. And I already have most of this stuff, so I'll just build on it. And um, from what I've learned with my... What I've learned with uh, my clan rats is um, a lot of the objectives where you just need one model in range to score. Um, if you've got a unit of 20 or more, blast something with mortars that run off in shock or whatever, and just have one clan rat sort of away from the middle of that objective not really committed to the combat then you can score and take it and there's they're fast as well they get plus two to run and retreat so generally speaking you can grab things like that pretty easily um so i think it complements that it's a really good choice of your allies because generally scryer
0: is a really elite low model count army and you go get some bodies okay well i can either take 40 clan rats or if i really wanted to I could take 80 clan rats
1: Yeah, you can take 80. The thing with... um, I think you lose too much out of your army if you take more than the 40. Just to go with best defense is a good offense, or whatever you want to say. um, Um, Yeah, I'd say so too. Because ideally, the reason that first, the I used to see them as a bit of attacks, is I was like, I'd rather take more Clamets here. But um, just for tying units up and taking objectives. um, And I think, actually, if you need them to...
0: Three storm fiends, if you pop them up in cover and then you want to Mystic Shield them from your bail in 36 inches away, actually they've oh, got a they up they pop up in the movement
1: phase, so you can't do that. But,
0: like, the next turn. Uh, maybe. You can go, well, actually, I've now got a 2-up save.
1: Uh, you could... I, I didn't, but you could... <laughs> like, <laughs> you,
0: you suddenly go, actually, this is kind of 19, 20 wounds on a 2-up save, and 20, they have, have a big... 20, you know I have, yeah. They have a big damage output. It's actually not that hard to get that unit in cover and go, I'm pretty tough to kill
1: now. Yeah, it's pretty... Um, sort of safely get them in cover for the most part if you um, just need to hold somebody while your other stuff shoots them and
0: you don't need to do all your spells from your arch warlock you can just go well i'll do warp storm to hit 3d3 mortal wounds and then i'll mystic shield them and just hold you there for like two or three days. yeah you could have done that generally i
1: use arcane bolt though i was like 4d3 mortal wounds yeah. <laughs> but um, um, you, that's definitely something you could do um but i, I find that with squire i, was, I just give all out damage if it's dead i don't have to worry about my own weak armor there's nothing left. Mm. Um and I was going for tablings in every game. I didn't table everyone, but um I'd say almost. <laughs> 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 I think there's a couple of games or someone had a couple of units left. But um yeah, the with that one it really is mass damage, which is very different to my normal playstyle, which I guess we'll cover. Yep. Um, so, um yeah. Do you want to run different.
0: through your games like quickly more I guess the highlights or where you've used like, what you did in terms of certain units, yeah. Um, so and then we'll take a quick break and then probably come back and run through Pestilence the next Skaven Army
1: with Allegiance abilities. Yeah, you can do that.
0: Okay, so, Hall of Heroes.
1: So, yeah, the first game I had was against Zach's Seraphon Army, and it was Duality of Death, which is the worst one by far for Scryer, because I have an Arch Warlock and two Warlock Engineers that aren't the most survivable, but I've also played him a few times. I know what his sort of threat is, and... Um, I won the roll off the table size, and I just saw that next to one of the objectives was a piece of cover, so I was like, oh, if I put my Arch Warlock there and Mystic Shield him, he's setting a 1-up save against an army that has no rend, pretty much, other than Salamanders, that I knew I could just sort of screen out the way with yeah and snipe. So um, what happened in that game is one of the objectives is I actually tried to summon the bellwood with my Warlock Engineer behind the Arch Warlock to push him forwards to ensure I could get it. I failed, so that didn't work. And then I rather a 1 on my run, so I actually didn't grab it right away. But I still had my clan Rats far enough forward that he couldn't really grab it either. Um, and I was trying to shoot his fastly off, and I think it did 7 wins to it. So I was like, this isn't going to plan. But what I did do on the other objective, and I noted that there was no hero in front of that, just a big block of Saurus, is I tunneled my stormbeans up in front of it, 9 away. And then I ran my stormbeans with Warfire throwers behind them. So, A, so he can teleport onto them. But B, I was like, you can come and try and get this one if you want to, but if you are doing it, going to burn you off with Warfire throwers. Uh, and I had my mortars in the middle next to Mystical, and basically had free range of the whole um, board. So, and that's pretty much what happened. I won the priority. The first turn, he didn't manage to get any of my heroes. Um, he charged into my Stormbeams with some sorus bounced off them, and then the second turn, I grabbed it and had it for the entire game. And the first, I basically focused on sniping his heroes off with my mortars and my Jazales, and that worked for the most part. And then, um. Because that's the thing, the mortars as well, again, because you've got five of them.
0: They can, like, all you need is one to go through on a hero or something, and you're just like, okay, all you have to do if one goes through again is roll a three on a D6, and you just double it and go call of kill It was it. the
1: um, okay. hero phase shot that I got one of them. So and that's, yeah, flat mortal wings. This D6 mortal wounds. I was like, there's a f- skink priest there, he's got four wounds. I reckon I can take him out. So I did. Um, there was It was behind cover, yes. so I was like, mortar doesn't need line of sight, I'll just blow you up. And then the other ones were in range, of the like elves that were shooting twice, so... And they have pretty squishy heroes other than the Bastillodons. so... Yep. Which aren't heroes, but they're still behemoths. So, yeah, that's kind of how that one But went. again,
0: as well, with the Bastillodons, yes, they ignore Rend, so your Rend 2's not working as great, but, again, because Wontagized. you only get one... They only have eight wounds, and as soon as you get one through,
1: it's two, and you go, okay, I'll use a spark, you've done half yeah. its wounds? You need to get one through in your hero phase and one through in your shooting phase. Instead. And you've done it, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, yeah, the, the Mortars, they kind of missed a few ones, I was like... He's gonna drop a bomb and kill twelve saurus, so I did. And then a couple of them ran away and then they charged my storm fiends and died. So um so yeah, that was the first game, that was the one I was most concerned about. Um because of their own synergy, if he wanted to put reroll, so he hit put the two Bacillodons kind of within eight of that skink, who I sniped off and it meant that he wasn't threatening the objective that I wasn't threatening. Really I was only ever planning on scoring my Arch Warlock. Um so yeah, he grabbed it and then it after the second turn I think it killed both the Basties and or, know the, the second one maybe survived, but it was you nowhere near an objective, so, and then killed it in the third. So, um, yeah, that was the first game. The second game was against. Was that when I played? Matt? Matt Campbell's Corn? Yeah, it was Matt Campbell's Corn that I played. So, yeah, I, don't me. Know I didn't me you, like, you you did. know what my result <laughs> was. But, um, that was Scorched Earth, and um, that was a very swingy back and forth game. Um, he has two big blocks of 30 blood letters. I was like, I'm not having that, so I went first and killed them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I did. He also left his um, banner in range of one of the mortars to do some mortar wins in the first turn. Um, that was a, a very, very close game. He won the turn three priority, and I specifically remember him saying to me, like. Not to be funny or anything, but whoever won this priority was always going to win the game. He won it and then lost. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that is karma. <laughs> uh, because uh, he had these sort of blood versus combo together with the Slaughter Priest and then charged basically the entire length of the board to come and hit me. Um, but I'd kind of spaced my stuff out so much that he could only get so many things. And then the following term, when he won the priority, um, he didn't have that synergy and all the buffs on it, and which significantly weakened his... Blood first. Did. In fact, I remember my Gazales beat it up in combat and did four wins to it because <laughs> um, I started plus one to hit, so I was hitting it in fours in combat. Um, and then it was my turn, and I was like, "Well, oh, shoot you." I had enough of them left. I'm inspired. Um, so yeah, um, I played a game with him a week beforehand and sort of learned what they can do and learn how to kind of combat it. Um, also, in the first turn, I popped up my Storm Fiends and just charged his unit of uh, Blood Warriors, I shot all the Bloodletters off in my Hero phase, shooting and my normal shooting. Um, yeah, claimed his corner objective and there was no way he was ever going to get that back uh, for the rest of the game and he didn't so yep, uh, I managed to get that one. Third game I played knife to the heart against Chris Tot and I'd played that against him before as well and um, I'd say out of all of my opponents he probably made the most mistakes when he knew what my army did, it, purely in that he um, has this big block of 18 knights and he inspired them and he outdropped me. So
0: yeah. he's taking, he was taking Zeench in the Fatesworn Warband with a unit of 18 Chaos Knights. Yeah, and a all big that, unit of 35 stuff. Marauders. 36? 36. 36 Marauders but and then nine, 27 Chaos Warriors. 27 Chaos Warriors, yeah. yeah
1: and it, when I say mistake, the thing that he did that I thought messed him up is he went first and used his Gaunt Summoner Bailwind to delete my Clown screen, which worked. Um, then he inspired Presence Knights moved them forward but tentatively kind of sheepishly and then ran his chaos warriors forward and the reason why i think that was a mistake is because if he actually popped to check the threat ranges he would have seen that i couldn't get his knights but i could get his chaos warriors because so he just put them in front of me and because he moved tentatively forwards it meant that um i then wasn't afraid of losing the priority either because his knights still wouldn't be able to get me um so I just blasted off and killed all the Chaos Warriors. And so then after that, all that's left is that unit of knights. And at no point in the game did I even try to get a major victory. I was always just going to try and outgun him. I did tunnel up my Storm fiends in the corner opposite him. And again, that was something else that I think he kind of forgot about because he gave me room to tunnel up. Um, I failed the charge that they came up. But then the following turn, all he had left there was a unit of marauders and a Cursling, yep. and I killed them. So now I'm on his objective, and now we can't win a major Um he won the priority for turn two i'd already kind of pointed out that he couldn't do anything if he won it which i shouldn't have said because then he gave it to me <laughs> um and uh because my stuff was 23 inches away because i had to move them forward to then start shooting his knights um because i was 23 away from him uh it meant that even with using destiny dicey or two sixes to move 10 and then charge me 12 he couldn't do it he couldn't declare a charge so i then started to chip away his knights um and by the end of the game, I did manage to kill them, even with all the ward saves and things like that. Um, I had my Belwin summoned just in front of my objective, so he has to go around it. I had the little units of fireback Acolytes and then my units of Mortars in the way, so that at no point could he just kind of smash into my gisels. And I had a, a Giselle and an Engineer within six of my own objective, just to make sure. And the Engineer was the other side, so that ensured that he couldn't really kill me. Or score a major or get five models on mine without me being there. So it gave me enough time to get Stormbeans on mine. So even if the third turn priority, I did win, but even if I lost it, I was safe because he wouldn't be able to hit me. The other thing, then, this is the sort of downside when you just take one big power unit, and this happened again because when he won, if it his second turn, he moved those knights forwards and ran them. So I charged him with uh, both my units of five acolytes into one knight and a poison wind mortar, and then in his turn, he didn't do enough to kill them all, so then in his turn, he was stuck in combat with two acolytes and a mortar with one wound. So it, was like, it basically wastes his turn, you can tie a unit like that up, because the only other sort of damaging... You- I'd killed the um, Gaunt Summoner by now with my bail wind, and uh, I dropped a mortar on him as well. But um, just to make sure, just from the hero phase one, but... Um, the the issue with that is um, he, had one, well, he had two units that can do damage, but one of them was quite slow and he just kind of gave it to me. Um, and then the second one, yes, they did proceed to then chew through me, but um, it went down to kill points and I had a pretty significant cap on him by a good few hundred, five, six hundred kill points or something like that. And I had Storm Fiends just sat on his. So, um, yeah the fourth game I then played you the yeah. following day because some people dropped out. It kind of pushed you to the top table. <laughs> Where I
0: shouldn't have been. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, You had the... I uh, well, was
0: actually doing all right, day
1: one. You still did well enough to get pushed to the top table. Yeah. It's only two people you jumped over. But, um, yeah, uh, you, well, you may as well talk about your own list, Dreadwood.
0: So, yeah, the, I finally got to take Dreadwood Wargrove, which is something I've been wanting to run for ages for my Sylvaneth. So even though this is the year of chaos, I kind of just thought 2.5k... I finally got round to painting up my spite robes, my twenty spite robes, and took Dreadwood. So, um, I took Alariale because I think Dreadwood makes her amazing, and I love Alariale, and I wanted to write a list with her in it because otherwise she's normally just a burden, and you feel like, ah, I want to take you because you're so cool, but you're just not worth it. You die every day. But Dreadwood, she was actually pretty great day one, anyway. Um, but yeah, so I took Alariale, I took Dreicher, who I would probably now drop. If I'm honest, um, I took two branch wraiths and I took a branch witch. Um, and then I took a unit you know, of 30 dryads, four fives of spite revenants, and two threes of colonel hunters with bows, and then Dreadwood, Wargrove. <laughs> um.
1: Chris previously had a Bailwind and Durfu, but then played my army. And they died, so he dropped Dearth for some Colonel Thunters with bows, which turned out to be definitely the right which choice. Which is
0: exactly the right choice because I lacked yeah. the threat range to get to your Gisels, which I knew were going to kill me if I didn't kill them. Um yeah. so I changed Dearth and the Bellwind for, yeah, two two threes of Colonel Thunters with Bows to be able to drop down turn one and have a thirty inch threat range to basically hit anything I need to, because Sylvaneth the reason I built the Dreadwood list is because Sylvaneth pretty much no matter what build you're going for, always wanna go first turn because their woods are so important to their army, you need board positioning. Um, so you're going first, but most Sylvaneth builds you're then going first, but you can't actually do much, other than maybe having a True Lord Ancient with a Moonstone, but he's not the biggest alpha strike, really. Um, so you, most Sylvaneth players, you're then always facing down a double turn, and you haven't really hit your opponent much. Yes, you're in a good position, but not you haven't really dented your opponent. So what Dreadwood lets you do with the D3 stratagems at the start of the game is you can limit your opponent's range of spells and abilities and ranged and missile weapons against dreadwood units in the first battle round to a maximum of twelve. Super useful when you're coming up against twelve gisels, right? etc. Um you did
1: booty easy you killed them Did, And I also <laughs> flew
0: towards you but um, you can limit range, you can repos you can reset up any dreadwood unit anywhere on the board more than six away. Um, and this happens at the start of the first battle round, so it's after whoever gets to decide has decided who's going first. That then happens, then the first battle round starts. Um, I was always the person that decided whether I was going first or not, um, because I was a one-drop, and just why I didn't have any allies, because it's so important for me to go first in this list. Um, and then the other one is you can pick up to three Dreadwood units, and they can all immediately move as if it were the movement phase, but they can't run. But when you've got a Laryl who moves 16, you can essentially go, well, on my first turn, I'm moving 32 inches. Because I'm moving sixteen, then the game starts. Yeah, it reduces
1: that risk of moves forward for one turn. Doesn't yeah. do much. Yeah, because the, the, the problem. The problem with Alerial yeah. is
0: in a normal setup. If you're say twenty-four apart, you, it's not a reliable turn-one charge with her. Um, and also her spell isn't in range, like her Metamorphosis spell on her water Scroll, which is actually a really good damaging spell, it's not in range of anyone, but actually you can reposition her if you want six inches away from your opponent, if they've left you a juicy target, and probably take it off with a spell, she's then there to Arcane Bolt, Mystic Shield, um, herself, and just get stuck in from turn one, and with a damage five beetle, with five attacks, like, she can do a lot of work. You can also she, take Damned without any real you can Yeah, you can yeah. put her somewhere where you can take Damned, like in, of, in the middle of the board, you can heal her straight away um, and then get her stuck in. But basically, the list was all about getting Alerial stuck in from turn one. Cause if Which you pay, she did. If you're paying 600 points for a model, you need to get as much work as possible from that model. It's the same thing with Nagash. I think if you're taking an 800 point model, you shouldn't be sitting at the back scared that he's going to die. You've got to throw him at your opponent full as fast as you can and smack them in the face before he dies. So... Um, that was basically the the premise, but Dreichar I put in for anti horde, but in actuality she wasn't as good. And I think De- she did hold
1: me up. That she was I actually more annoying. I think would
0: have been better though, because yeah. he has a general shooting attack which is good against anything, whether it's a horde or it's like a single figure or anything. And then then I have a thing in my army that's damage five, and a thing in my army that's damage six. It's pretty it's pretty lethal, and that way Dirthu can always be the subject to be repositioned six away, and then Alarion can be moved and still be getting turn 1 easily, so I think that's the change I would make. But anyway, turn 1, I guess, I went first.
1: I knew you'd be coming to me, so I yeah. deployed for it. I so also you're... made sure my Stormfeeds warpfire for I was in a position where, like, if she comes to me, I'm going to kill her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. But so turn 1, I, I went first. Dan's 12 Gisels with at the back of the board. I picked Alerial and Dreicher to move forwards more into the middle of the board at the start of the and game, and I the limited, side and side and a branch which just off to the side to get closer to an objective. Um, and then I limited your range to twelve we as well. Played, and no, we played Total, Total Conquest. Conquest. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I took turn one, I put some woods down using my acorn, I put a big wood on my objective, um, and then I put a wood on I summoned a Davis. wood on the left yeah. and then I had one on the right as well. So basically, apart from the one that was in Dan's corner, oh, I had David woods Davis. on all three. Yeah. Um and then I dropped down two unit, the two units of Colonel Thunters. Um, basically, the only things I deployed on the table were my characters, and I think I actually dropped the 30 Dryads on the Dryads table. were kind of in the corner, but next to In a corner, to move. where I was going to put them within three of the wood, so if I wanted to teleport them, turn one, I could, which I did. Um, but everything else went up in the sky so that I could drop it down exactly where I needed. So then I dropped the two units of three Colonel Hunters on the far left so that they were within 30 of your Giselles, um, and they could see them and were all in range and I flew Alerial forward so that her 30 inch spear was in range of the Gisales because I knew I had to do everything I possibly yeah, I couldn't could really to shoot your all
1: stuff. Basically Chris killed five, the other seven ran away.
0: So. so I killed five on my first turn and then Dan decided to be really nice and rolled six on his Battle shock, so all 12 were gone on turn well, one. Imagine
1: the new edition when I can re-roll that with my commander. Shush, horns. we're
0: not talking about <laughs> it. Well, it'd
1: it'd be be nice if be I it, and
0: got it on one. better not be that yeah. i don't want to, i don't want to play 40k yeah um but anyway so yeah turn one i was pretty happy i'd killed actually all, you can all use 12. command
1: points to automatically pass your battle
0: shot anyway that would have been even better anyway <laughs> I'd, I'd killed all 12 giselles so i was like okay this is good because in the other game we'd played the giselles killed me because i couldn't touch them so i was like right this is working but i chucked a layerling because dan had put storm fiends with warp fire throws off to the side and i was like they're a threat. I need to get them. He'd set them up so that one of them was in two. As long as of you charged deadly, the clan rat. <laughs> as long as I charged into deadly terrain, um, but I was like, hmm, I've got a damage five beetle. I need to just go in and smack them. So there wasn't a position where I could charge in and pile in and get within two. So I had to make the charge into deadly, and I just went, look, you know what? If I don't hit them now, she's dead anyway. So I'm going to charge it. I rolled a four, so it fine, and then under damaged i think i only got one i killed you one. got two three, i got two through 10 I damage which is just one dead storm fiend to be fair actually no i think i should have got three through but like three was what i was hoping was to kill two storm fiends but i got one dead storm fiend and one kind of wounded um but then actually it didn't matter because then your first hero phase was killed regardless of giselle's just the two, d6 damage from the mortar the arch warlocks two spells the warlock engineer's spell. Because that
1: was all close, so throwing her in, it didn't matter. That limited your range to 12. Actually, what's more significant is I did a wound to her with a clanra and that proved to be significant. <laughs> so when she charged into me, I hit her back and stabbed her with a clanra. You also managed to do six damage to her in my combat phase. With your yeah, I, I got four through with Storm my Beans, shield I, I used a spark and doubled it to six and so then a clanra. So you'd already taken seven. Yeah. And then I had um, all of that mortal wounds to just do nine to her, which so. I did. At the bottom of, after we'd both had a f- first turn,
0: all your gisels were dead, and my Lero was dead, and we kind of looked at each other and went, "I'm happy with that trade." I think. No, I, f- I think you were happier than me with that trade. I was like, "Yeah." I was kind of at any point
1: in the game, really.
0: But um, I just knew I had to get rid of those Giselles Although it did show, actually, they were
1: all dead, and you still just shot the shit out of me, basically,
0: well, and magic the shit out of me. Right.
1: Chris has been complaining about my mortars ever since, but only one mortar actually <laughs> succeeded that game, which is all it needed. <laughs> So, um, I killed 12 dryads and then I killed two with a rattling gun and then there was a big enough battle shock that I was like, oh, there's a nice space on that objective I'm going to put my storm fiends there and start even teleporting onto it and I basically held it for the rest of the game which gave me, um, like, one point advantage over you um, Yeah,
0: it, literally, it came just, down to... And we just went 2 2 2 2 2 It was 3-3, 2-2, and then you got 4 in the third battle round I got 3, and then it was 2-2-2-2 two, 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 two. Yeah. so we drew in every single battle round there was only 200 points difference in kill points at the end but that yeah bomb- and i knew it i could see on battle round three i went you're gonna win this by one point because we're both just gonna and get like, two yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was really frustrating because Dan- in my turn i just kept running away I from had to try him so he push, couldn't move across but- the board far enough well no still- you weren't running away and i think this I mean, is something no, that I- you do really smartly is no, i charged. you some- charge i moved my the- acolytes away yeah. so that they were out of like a double turn threat range charge but the acolytes and the poison wind mortars actually charged into the spike revs so that you couldn't then move forward and then yeah. charge into them to get space. Because so basically, I, I, I took them to you. What was coming I think they a com- killed a spike rev in combat.
0: I needed to get <laughs> to Dan's objective in like two turns. And so I was trying to like go, okay, I need to move forwards and charge. Knowing that it was probably really unlikely, but Dan, rather than moving backwards and shooting me, like I think most people probably do, is they move back and stay away. I would have wanted that because it would have meant I would have been moving forwards, and had I rolled a big charge, I would have been charging something forward. in the direction I want to go anyway, but instead Dan ran a mortar at me going, well, I don't give a shit if it dies. It was dead anyway. Just <laughs> rear-ended me, like going,
1: oh, I'm just going to hit into you because I'm coming towards you, so now you can't charge at me. Yeah, so I basically moved into him. Not only that, but then charged around the back of him, so if he wants to pile into me, he has to move even further away from my objective and back yeah. towards his own. Um, but I, it's I do that all the time, but like, like I said, I did that in a game with t- I charged him with 10 acolytes yeah. and a poison wind mortar, and it's, um, yeah, if people think of precious, of- again, you can't be precious about your things if you're scaven mm. But that was the that was
0: where the storm fiends won you that game, because with the mortar, I had a load of Dryads and one Branch Wraith holding an objective. She was shot, being chipped away at by the Arch Warlock. The Arch Warlock was zapping her over a couple of turns with his spells, um, and then... You got the mortar onto the dryads when they weren't inspiring presence and did twelve, and the the rattling gun. So you shot, you got rid of them, and then you killed the branch wraith, which then meant I think she only had one moon left anyway. But it meant on your turn three, you were able to pop up the storm fiends, and they came up in the middle of my wood, and you spread them out specifically so that there was no point within nine that I could come into that wood. So then suddenly I'm stuck with an army that. Is fast because of teleporting, but I you teleport. shut down my teleport. I was also
1: running an engineer that way, just because yeah. the engineer who was with the Gisales the, um, now didn't have anything to do because they were all dead before yeah. I could use him. So throughout the course of those three turns, I ran him towards that objective, yeah. and he was there ready to run onto at least the middle of it. So at the very least, in your last turn, if you could teleport, you'd still be... Basically, nowhere near the objective. Yeah, um, um, but it, it turned out I didn't need that. But, but yeah, um, the clan rats though were the thing
0: that actually that unit of forty because you retreated them retreat on the first yeah. turn. You retreated them and charged them in and got because it was a unit you inspiring presence. Them uh, twenty two. It was a unit of forty, and then you put one within like five point nine inches of my objective.
1: Stole it off. Get and you points.
0: got double points, which yeah. meant even though you only had two compared to the three I took, we still both scored three on that. On our first turn, yeah, and then they held it for like two more turns because I was trying to kill through them. I think I got them down to twenty or twenty-one on the next turn, but you were still holding. Yeah, them.
1: by the end of your second turn, I had twenty-two.
0: So it really slowed me up, and it made me realize, Do you know what? As much as I was scared of those storm fiends and the laryal, I didn't need to be because uh, yes, they hit me in combat, but you would have killed me anyway just from the mortal wounds and the mortars. The they, didn't they didn't shoot me. They didn't shoot me with their warp fire throwers because you were dead. Because I was got already dead. Yeah. But what I should have done is just hit the Clan Rats. Because if I'd killed the Clan Rats, you wouldn't have taken those objectives off me. The
1: thing with that as well is your second turn, Draker withstood all of those mortal wounds and just didn't die for two turns. But you were already some in some position with the Clan Rats that turn, so it didn't matter. Oh, but then she was the reason the Clan Rat unit was so low, though. But you, it was still high enough for you to score... It was hard enough for me to score. Um, and I should have just gone, do you know what? Difference being is she shouldn't have even been able to whistle them down yeah. in the same way that she should have died long before she did. And so that's why when you're saying I'm taking I was like, she actually proved to be really helpful in that game. Sounds like but you I were the think Durfee would have done it. He could well. have done yeah, it. If, if Durfee stood in front of my Warfare throwers, I'd have been like, Sure. <laughs> but uh beam, yeah, I guess. But, um, but the other thing is, had that not been the case, and you did target the climates, the storm beans would have then survived, and they were actually quite close to that objective, so I would have quite happily sent them after that.
0: They would have had to run though, not shoot, and they still. And I. Still oh, but then about, you have to come yeah. Um I still would have I would have been, for been a happy, turn, me, maybe, but I would have burnt you off. The next ten, I shot you, and killed them.
1: But yeah.
0: I don't know. if I, it, I would have been. It was close anyway. Yeah. Was the point, but it was just again showing the mortars and how useful they are, and just. Dropping the acolytes around and just charging into stuff and being like, I don't care if this dies now, I'm just going to hold you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Pretty much. but yeah, so that was good. So you got
1: the major win on me there on round yes. four. Yes. So this stage was at three majors and one minor win. So, minor win for after That. And then I played Tom Holdsworth, who had a Nurgle themed Pestilence army, which probably ties into talking about Pestilence quite well because he ran it the way that I think. Is probably the most optimal way to run Pestilence, which is not to use Pestilence at all. To use Nurgle. Yeah, Tom has developed his Raton Bomb, uh, which is putting a congregation of filth in Nurgle Allegiance. So, and he did do that, and I knew what that was. Um, so, I outdropped him. It was very straight. First turn, I was like, those Plague ones need to die because Nurgle Allegiance has basically given them everything they've ever wanted. Plus two movement, run and charge. They get to reroll charges in the congregation anyway. Um, there's potential for them to get in the first turn no, and they're not mortal likely, wounds
0: but. on sixes to hit
1: when they do like six attacks each uh, not six in that setup but yeah they they can get a ridiculous number of attacks and then just do a bunch of mortals and then when you kill them they mortal win you back because they get to part an attack when they die and then on a the six when they part an attack they do a mortal win. they're just mortal wound machines um, but they're also frail so I was like well I'm going to put mortals one side as the other You don't have enough space to completely avoid both of them. You're going to have to put one of them next to each. Um, Yeah, basically, um, took them out the first turn before you could inspire either of them. He had a Vermilod Corruptor as well. So it basically was a Skaven army with three units of ten Marauders um, and a Slaughter Brute. And a couple of heroes as well. What I noticed after the game, actually, is all of his non-Skaven stuff was the last to die. I killed all the Skaven and then I killed his non-Skaven stuff. (laughs) Treacherous pestilence, um. And the reason for the Three Marauders is because if you're taking Nurgle,
0: the pestilence stuff is only battle line in pestilence, and because you're using Nurgle Allegiance, you need generic, either Nurgle battle line or like, generic Chaos battle line. Yeah. So that's what the so Marauders are in there for. We
1: played Starstrike, and he kept winning priority and all of these things. Which was inconveniencing you, apparently. No, the inconvenience... <laughs> thing, the, the, what was inconveniencing <laughs> me was he kept surviving on one wound and then just tying me up. Um... <laughs> I don't even because I knew I was looking at the board. I was like, you know what? I think I can afford to lose this pr- the first turn priority rather than go for a double turn because I, I I did think about it. I was like, I'm going to go first. Battle Shock all the plague monks before they're inspired and kill them because they're the biggest damage threat. Um, after that, there's not really much that threatens me in the same way. Um, although I thought the slaughter Brute was better than it was. Turns out no, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah and. I knew what all the pestilence things did. I knew that the Corruptor, if you if I, he gave him the Grandfather's Blessing, so yeah. if I just, you can't really whittle away at him, you kind of have to take him out in one go. But I also knew about the firepower to do that, because the Corruptor is Oh, the you weakest, mean the. Um, the four up in the Battleshock phase, the healer. The endless with. gift. Oh, yeah, whatever yep. it was. Um, yeah, so um, as I was like, first turn, he just has to move towards me, second turn, he's going to have to hit my shaft line. So actually, if I go first, it's quite safe, because I can kill his plague monks which I did Um, and then I think seven of them survived in one unit and then he charged my clan rats and I when I removed my casualties I just left one clan rat 2.9 away from one monk so that in his turn all he can do is pile and attack me with one monk so I wasn't afraid Um, yeah basically held him up long enough to um, get him in front and the storm fiends won me that game as well so basically I cleared one side of the board out entirely and then all the objectives where we were still fighting dropped that side. <laughs> so um, we were fighting over there. And um, the thing with Starstrike, um, I've said this because I've been in the receiving end of this. And I've, in this game I did it. Um, the reason why I don't like that scenario the most is you can be winning the entire game. And all someone has to do is by the fifth turn, they can just score 15 points and beat you. You know, So like, I scored um, 23 points in the last two turns. Tom, objective-wise, was winning the entire game, and I just did that to him. And I've had that happen to me recently. I was, I played Liam not long ago, his daughter the cane. I was with my clan Verminus army, and um, I was up 24 to 11, and then he scores 15 points in the last turn, because only so long I could hold him off. And then he wins 26-24, and I was like, that's my issue with that scenario. I would much prefer it if it was like duality um, of death, the longer you've been on each one, then it accumulates. Mm. But the fact that you can... Basically, it's just, oh, if I just table you and then grab them in the last round, I auto-win unless there's something drastically gone wrong with that. And that's pretty much the approach I took. Mm. So And that's what I did. So even in turns um, two and three, when he was getting ahead of me, I wasn't too concerned because I was edging towards his objectives and killing him on the way. So I knew by turn four and five I would grab them. Um, And that's pretty much what happened. So I don't think he did anything wrong.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like that is... Those scenarios, though, where you the later turns are worth more, and even Total Conquest to an extent, because if somebody's holding, they're dead. They can't win. Yeah. But 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 also, if, Mm. if it's they've been holding it for ages for one, and then the turn you take it off them, it's two. Yeah. Because it was theirs. So, like, if someone, if you've shot everything they had on it, and it was theirs, the turn you grab it, it's like you've had it for two turns. So, I actually think because of what Squire do is you sit still you shoot the hell out of someone basically kill them on maybe, maybe turn three and then go okay now I'm just going to quickly grab yeah. these objectives yeah you, you
1: try and kill them as quickly as possible and then the end game you sweep up so those scenarios
0: I think are probably some of Clan Squire's strongest yes. um, but I think that's also why it's really important in the scenario mix to have at least two scenarios that are the complete opposite where one rewards armies that are around at the end of the game and one rewards armies that are mm-hmm. Around and on the objectives at the start of the game, more so they almost need to have one where you get five points if you have an objective in round five, and then they almost need to have one where you get five points for having an objective in round one. And it goes uh, the other no, way, I would but, hate that, I think that's
1: a complete wrong approach. The reason I don't like I think Turtle Conquest is fine because so that you have tabled your opponent in the last turn, you can score like four, you know, five, six, seven, eight, depending on what you're taking off them. My issue with Star Strike is. Someone scoring 23 points in the last two turns. Or actually, they can score more than that. They can score 27 points in the last two turns when you've been losing the entire game is wrong. Like, turtle Conquest, you can get... You can still... turtle Conquest can be like an early... Um, you can make your opponent go first, take them off them, score five points in your first turn, hold that until turn three, and then maybe have your own, own one for four and five and you still win the game. Um I don't like turn 5 score 5, turn 1 score five. I don't like any of those ones, I think duality was fine because you have to keep it with the same character mm. and that way you've kind of earned it and you deserve it my issue with Starstrike is you can win that game without deserving it of just showing up in the 5th turn, or just showing up in the first turn I also think it's equally bad um, mm. so I would probably disagree with you there, I really Star Strike's the one I have the biggest gripe with, um, even though it's actually a great one for Clan Scryer um, it's one that Like I said, I've been the receiving end of that as well recently in a game where I was winning the whole game. So, I don't know. It's the one which uh, gripes me the most. So, obviously, there's a new edition coming out, so that's going to change. Yeah. But I really hope that they think about those ones more carefully because it really just doesn't give you an incentive to play objectives, just smash your opponent off and and you just get them later, you know, Mm. which is quite a love. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I think it depends. I think it's good to just have a wide variety of requirements from scenarios so that you don't just end up with an army that just goes, okay, I'm great at everything. Yeah, Which, well, like that's you said, why I think if you keep it... If you keep it... You, you keep that's it. Good.
1: Yes, there is a weakness to the army, like I said. But if you keep it for turns two, three, four, five, 3, then you score maximum points on so that you deserved it. If you just take it turn 5 and then you win the game, oh, I don't, I don't okay. think you have deserved that. So that's why I think if you've got the cumulative effect from... Duality of Death is a really good example where they've done a really good job with that scenario, actually, I think... Um, so Star Strike could be like if you if it got the same five, as duality. If you had it
0: on turn four, then you score five.
1: And on turn No, four, I don't think five. I think if you've had two. it from turn two, one was you will get one point, and then if you have it in turn three, you get two points. And the same as duality of death, if mm-hmm. you've had it in turn four, you get three I don't think you should ever be scoring just five points just for having it. But I mean maybe they could do that as long as it's both ways. Like if you get two, three, four, five and score two, three, four, five, but if you go back onto it you should be scoring one. Yeah. I don't think you should ever be scoring Five points for an objective when you're adding them together to see who's got the highest. So yeah. that's um, it's the least strategic one for me when you can just go like, you know what, I'm just gonna try and table you. Um, some armies can do that, some can't, but um, Scryer can. So like, if I go first, I can blast off his big units. Mm. Um, I reckon I can table him, and it, yeah, it's pretty much what happened. So um, cool. I think he's had like a sorcerer, or s- sorcerer or something left, but. Uh, Yeah, you had one hero left, like 140 points or 160 points or something.
0: um... And did you find, so generally obviously you were pretty much tabling most of your opponents, did you find that you were also getting smashed because you were quite weak, or that you'd done enough damage so that you
1: weren't... I think you did the most to me, and then Matt also did a lot of damage to me. But um, it depended, because the first game of Duality of Death, if we weren't playing Duality of Death I wouldn't have been... I would have had different targets, I would have played it entirely different against Zach's army, but, um, no, I was kind of taking some casualties, but there were things that I was happy to throw away. I was going to say, if I got the most off you and I
0: got 1600, that's not bad out of 2500?
1: Uh, oh no, I think maybe Matt got more then, but, uh, yeah, you and Matt definitely got the most, um... So yeah, I, I don't know. They've got enough firepower that they can just sort of take some armies out. Whereas yeah. at 2k, that changes because you obviously lose the firepower. Your opponent loses some models too, but they lose some of that, synergy, that sort of perfect mix that I think they have at 2.5k. It doesn't really work at a lower scales. So yeah, they're um,
0: more they're more swingy and not as guaranteed. I, I think you were
1: they're... the only one that killed the Gazelles. Yeah, yeah. Um, but
0: I guess I part. Uh, yours was the list that going into the event. I'd changed my list. To go, I think you sometimes I tell I the list to me specifically th- anyway well, Because I know you are always <laughs> up there to be fair So it's something that I knew I needed that threat Because I knew Well what if I come up against someone that's got an equivalent unit It doesn't have to be Giselle's But an equivalent shooting unit Generally there probably isn't much else that can do that One thing- If someone had an Ether Strike with a big unit and nine long strikes It's the equivalent 30 inch yeah. threat range I have to have something to deal with that which is a
1: 36-inch range. <laughs> so, exactly.
0: Um, <laughs> and so, cheaper. <laughs> yeah, so I had to put them in. Um, and, again, it I would. The Colonel Thunders would definitely Yeah, you, right you, you know how
1: it works. I mean, even though our group, which for the most part is what I was playing, know how they work. And Tom Oldworth was obviously a very big player as well, so he knows what they do too. Um, one thing that I did notice that no one did was no one targeted my weak 5-wound, five 5-plus five engineers, which are actually enables all the Hero Phase uh, shenanigans. I think uh, I did. The, the problem is,
0: uh, I killed your general to get rid of the reroll ones. Eventually, and yeah,
1: it was like turn two or three. We'd already reached that point of oh, I scored an extra one on you, and then it was two, 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 two. So I was like, he can die, but um, by that point, but uh, I mean, you killed the dazails that engineer became obsolete, the one that was attached to them, so that made sense. But other than that, no one really went after them, and that's something that really shuts down the. Unitary yeah, it's true, him. if
0: he's dead, they can't shoot in the hero phase. Yeah,
1: I also can't give them rerolls. So, and if I put a bunch of mortars next to mystical terrain, I can't re-roll it. <laughs> There's a bird outside, so Chris is pulling a face. It's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go kill it. I kill mean. it with that giant warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> Smash it with a hammer.
0: But, um, yeah, so you ended up winning all five games?
1: Yes, four majors and a minor victory.
0: And the minor was on
1: uh, life to the heart. Life to the heart, which... I to try and get a major. Just I can... Like, I can not lose this and do more damage than you. Yeah. And I've played you so many times, I know exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. and um...
0: I think if, if there's a scenario where you go, oh, I'm only going to get a minor, I think if it's on knife, you can be like, oh, that's not too bad, a lot of people probably... Oh, right. My knives.
1: thought process was, like, I'm either going to major win or major lose all the other scenarios. Yeah. So um, then... Anything that goes down to kill points is generally going to be in my favour for that scenario. It's very weird talking and about damage. That's why I've enjoyed playing them recently, is I'm so used to not having damage. Yeah. Um, like, my KanCon army, like I beat an 8th strike. I completely shut it down. It did nothing to me. I got 60 kill points. Yeah. And I won significantly, but uh, in that uh, my game with that scorched earth there, for example. So, like going from that to... Um, actually been able to take stuff off the table. Well, like, I remember... was like, oh, this is a bit easier. If like they're not there and they're dead, then it's kind yeah. of, I can just get these objectives. And, yeah. So. <laughs> I, remember, like, cause I remember messaging you, because I think
0: I took ClanScribe2k, really, before you had, to a GamesCube, and I took the nine Giselles, and I was like, oh... Game one, I've got Deadwatch, like, with all the players that come back and it's supposed to be a really tough list. And I was like, oh, I tabled him turn three. And you're like, how? And I was like, because I just shot them and
1: it does loads of damage. <laughs> oh, I was used to Jazails because I used to use Jazails in the last edition. I had a unit of nine. Um, so, like, my old army before the new edition for Mixed Skaven had 9 Gisales in them. But I think it's effectively
0: almost 18 because it's shooting
1: twice. Well, 18 then which it is drops at 16, 14, 12 and then it, yeah. thing, you know you've got no Gisales left and you but put them yourself. But, it, um, yeah,
0: it's still, you only need two turns of shooting with around 9 twice a turn.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Um, they're, they're very, very strong. Um, the thing is, Giselle's is funny because you know when you look read through War Scrolls and you decide that like, you want to try and what's good and what's not. Giselles is one of those units that are kind of written off thinking, these are expensive, they're frail, someone's just going to kill a couple of them, the rest are going to run away, and i am just lost all those points. But what I was finding with my games was, there are these big heroes that I can't get near to, I have no long-range threat. I have no. I don't give anyone really any incentive to come to me, and then it's, um, I need something to take out, big stuff, which I can't kill in combat. So I was like, I'm just going to try some So I converted some out of Skitari parts and Plague Monks, and then I used it and just haven't really... Yeah, I just used them for the remainder of that edition. The one of the big things that did change for them is I used to have the I guess kind of talking into Mix Skaven now anyway, um the chieftain, the battle standard, so if you weren't thirteen of him before you were immune to shock, which was a big thing, you can just put him behind line of sight blocking terrain, you still wouldn't thirteen of them. And you got reroll ones to hit if you were Skaven. So even if they moved before, they could still reroll once to hit and they were immune to strike, they wouldn't get the bonus to their armor save, but if it was worth it, that 36 and threat range was really important. So this new edition, I haven't really used them as much, but now in the new edition, obviously, well, the current edition, um, Scryer have their own allegiance. So outside of Scryer, I probably wouldn't take them. Mm. I think they belong in Scryer. Um, they still have a place in Mixed, but I think Scryer... I think, uh, I've written them with lists
0: where I'd almost swap them in for, like, where I take my three skull cannons in corn that are being buffed with a Chaos Sorcerer Lord for the reroll hits of one, one to hit and wound. I could almost... Like, I've written lists where I've gone 9 or 12 Giselles with a Chaos Sorcerer that's Lord. That's a
1: mixed... That's an
0: actual that's mixed, a mixed Chaos, chaos, chaos Army, list, though. Yeah.
1: I don't play Mixed Chaos. I play yeah. Skaven, and I'm still very... Um, I, I know how much easier it would make my life if I had a Chaos Sorcerer Lord. But to <laughs> get 40 Storm Fiends, tunnel their buff, and Chaos Sorcerer Lord buff, and go and kill anything. 40 but, uh, Storm Fiends? Uh, Storm Friends. <laughs> 40 Storm, Storm, Storm Fiends would mean. be pretty horrific. But uh, it's 40 Storm Fiends, yeah. It'd be a lot of points. And uh, an costed unit in there somewhere as well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I mean... It's it's just something that I've never really wanted to do. You you obviously you can do that, but um, I don't like mixed chaos. I'm a Skaven player, yeah. so no, we'll not so be no Vermin that. Lords then, Dan, because they're not Vermin Lords. Are <laughs> spoken, as far as I'm concerned, they're demons, which is why that's one of the things when you look at the rankings, for example. And I think with this result, I'm going to jump up there because for the rolling calendar year, I've got two seconds with Skaven and a first with Scryer. Uh depending on the BRISCOM results, I actually might be number one now once of updates them. And that's entirely with Skaven. So one of the things which does irk me when you look at that, when you look at my results, it's just says chaos, 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 Tomb Kings <laughs> Uh from like one event with Tomb Kings. But um and like when people yeah, so sometimes like I'm doing this all with like a pure Skaven army. So I feel like I'm proving that you can do that. Well, at the same time, though, if you look at that, people are going to go, oh, you've got 30 bloodletters, 9 skyfires. Yeah, sailing, you see yeah. mixed
0: chaos, and you assume it's mixed chaos, like you say. But bloodletters, skyfires. Been. But it actually, yeah, it's, it's Skaven every time. It's just that Skaven, as is, isn't an allegiance.
1: Because I keep taking Vermin Lords, which are demons, and they, yeah, they don't my have allegiance. Skaven, keyboard, skaven is weirdly, an allegiance, but, but Vermin Lords do not. They even faq that it wasn't a mistake. They're not supposed to have them, because they're not Skaven, which makes sense. So, yeah. um, they're rat-like demons. The Greater Demons of the Horned Rat. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Cool. So well done.
0: You are no longer the bridesmaid.
1: No, I finally won. And then I won won. a Blood Bowl tournament with Skaven yesterday as well. (laughs) Skaven, Op. Do you always use Skaven? I use Skaven for everything. Really. It was like my fantasy army when I was a teenager. Other than my Tomb Kings, which are kind of hard to build on these days, so um, they were always my main army. Though Tomb Kings was always kind of secondary. So.
0: Cool. Right, I think we'll take a quick break there, and then we will come back and we will run through Clan Pestilens, and then we will go through... Clan Pestilens kind of feeds into Nurgle as well, I think, using the Skaven parts of it, and then we'll go into also mixed... I'm going to say mixed chaos because that is technically the allegiance and the items, but it will be running a mixed Skaven army.
1: Yes. And we'll just talk You through. can still be Eshin, at least, yeah. with Mixed Chaos, Trains. Command, traits, and Artifacts, which but yeah. I have run... I start that to masses, so... Yeah, so can we can that. run through Eshin, all the sorts of
0: things, and um, go through the key units that you think are in there and how you use them and why you think they're okay. so great. But yeah, we'll take a quick break, and then we will come back with all of that goodiness. Cool.
2: And we are live.
0: <laughs> and we're back from the break. So, we're now going to talk about... We're gonna start with pestilens anyway, and then I guess we'll go through specific clan um, kind of builds. Um, if you want to run pure pestilens or you want to run pure ashin, and then we'll go into general pulling from the pool of all skaven units. Yeah, and, and vermin lords. And vermin lords who are. Because and... if there was a book, skaven vermin lords would Children be. Children of there. the Horned Rat is yeah. what we've been asking for. Yeah, that is yeah. what would happen. So, Dan. Would you run Skaven Pestilens?
1: I would. I haven't, though. So it's one of those where I can tell you what I would do and what I would, how I would build things, but I can't tell you from proof. But uh, I played against them, and like I said, when I played Tom, I knew what his stuff did. Uh, I have used some pestilence units in the past, not recently, but um, I think one thing that's really important to say, actually, is that like, the sort of tweaks and amendments I've made to all my armies have been through playtesting. And so what I think I would do with them and what I would run I would test it out to see if it worked. If I've gone okay, I've tried this five or six games now. It's not worked. I would then adjust things. So I can tell you what I think I would do, but um, yeah, I think with any sort of list building, you kind of have to be aware of um, how you're using things and then change things accordingly. So it might not be the best setup, but I'll tell you what I would do. <laughs> yep so
0: we won't we won't run through all the allegiance abilities and the traits and artifacts they're in the generals handbook if people want to have a look at them but we'll go through any that you would specifically take and why
1: yeah I think the main uh, way to there's how I think a pestilence army that what I would do and then what the actual best pestilence army I think is the two different things so what I think the best pestilence army if you're going to do pestilence is you ally in a bunch of noble plague totes and Forgeworld world <laughs> But I wouldn't do that for reasons I've mentioned already, if I don't really like onescaping things. You could try and convert some plague monks on toads, that would be quite funny. Um, But I would probably look at the, for most people, I'd say look at the Congregation of Filth. Um, There's a downside to Congregation of Filth, so the Congregation of Filth is a formation that lets you, I think if you're within 13, there's a plague furnace, and two plus units of plague monks 2 plus is important, and a lot of the Pestilence formations are like that, because you could have 10 units of Plague ranks so they can all go in the congregation. Um, so I think that's actually a really good starting point from them. It
0: massively uh, gets your drops down.
1: Yeah it does, and you're going to take a Furnace, Furnaces are essential if you're going to run Pestilence. Um, one of the reasons that it didn't go towards that, because I used to play Fantasy years and years ago, I liked Pestilence, it's kind of how I built my army around, but um, I never liked the Plague Furnace model, so I, didn't. <laughs> I built the Screaming Bell instead. But, so. Uh, regrettably, because it's way worse. Actually, no, I really like screaming about models. But um yeah, I think the Congregation of Filth is two plus units of Plague Monks and a Furnace. If you're within 13 of the Furnace, you get a 6 at ward save. And if the unit is 20 or higher, you can reroll failed charges for the Plague Monks. The reason why I say that there's pros and cons to taking it is the cost of the formation is 140 points, which is basically another 20 Plague Monks. And you actually don't want depending on what your build is or how you run them, you don't necessarily want your Plague Monks to survive, <laughs> you want them to die in combat, pile in an attack and do mortal wounds. So if they survive and start passing their saves, they're against combat armies, they're actually limiting your in damage, <laughs> so there's pros and cons to taking that. And with any of the peasants Formations, when you look at how expensive Formations are at the moment, the you can also say the amount of Monks I could buy for this. Um, so you kind of have to make a decision based on that. So I think that's the obvious way to play them, is the Congregation of Filth with a uh, Mlod corruptor General. Uh, just because of his command ability, gives them extra attacks. Um, a few Plague Priests just to try and go for the Great Plagues from the General's Handbook, and then big blocks of 40 monks. I do think you need a minimum of 120 monks if you're going to run Pestilence and run them well. Um, that's I, a lot of rats. I don't think 80 is enough, frankly, when the units die so easily. Um... But what I would actually run uh, would be a plague smog congregation, which is a plague furnace and two plus units of plague sensor bearers. And I think plague sensor bearers are really cool models. I know a lot of people disagree with that. I think it's roughly around the time I stopped playing is when they first come out, so in my head they're still new, and I know what they used to look like before. <laughs> um, I, every, I've always really liked those models, and uh, it make, basically makes them or minus one to shoot, and then there's an artifact as well of extra shroud, which makes you want to have a minus one to uh, shoot, so you can make the furnace minus two. Um, although I'd put it on the Corruptor personally, just to give him some survivability. But, um, I think he's got a trade as well where you can pass wounds on and a 4-up or something like that, which is essentially like a wall save, and just kill a monk instead. Um, so yeah, I've run 3 units of 15, uh, Sensor Barriers and 120 Plague Monks. A Furnace, a Corruptor and a couple of Plague Priests. And no Catapults is probably how I would go about it. If I could fit them in, I would, but, um... I think you can actually. The catapults are very swingy, they're very good anti horde if they work. But um I think anyone who's run a play Clock catapult will tell you sort of how contemporary uh how contemporary. but um swingy they are. <laughs> they're not reliable or consistent, you can't depend on them to do damage. So um I think it's the
0: same as the mortars though,
1: which is why I can't take five of them. <laughs> you can take three in a
0: formation that makes them almost a guaranteed to which hit. Is, No, it doesn't, and a significant very over-costed. expensive. I know, but
1: it's not worth it. And I think a lot of people who have attempted to play pestilence, particularly in the last edition, built that formation and found it wasn't working for them. So I think that that one I think has been kind of proven, and that formation only going up, not down, has made that even worse. So um, so not all aboard the foul train. No, not the foul Train. The other thing is um, you can ally in three mortars at the same cost. <laughs> yeah, true. That's one. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you can't use sparks on them, so I don't So think you that's could ally in six if you wanted to. Yeah. And add six mortars better than... It depends what you shoot. The big difference being, if um, a unit of mortars get plus one to hit against a unit of ten... Um, what are they called? Playclock catapults get their benefit of 2d6 damage or plus one to hit if the unit is more than 10 yeah. so it has to be 11 in the unit which is actually quite a big difference yeah. if you look at min battle line Yeah. so um, the mortars struggle when people don't have any horde units so when you start trying to character snipe with them that's when they're more swinging and they don't always work um, I think play claws really very much suffer the same problem um, the other thing is monks can take down hordes so it depends on the purpose I think the main thing that they kind of struggle like say like a free guild army maybe that gun line you want to have a catapult but yeah um, so there's pros and cons. I, I don't think they're top tier, but I think they can be run very well and I think they can compete in, a, in events. And um, I think they're a fun army, it's just whether or not you've got it in you to paint yeah. that many monks. But like I said, I think the best way to run them, if you're going to use the pestilence Allegiance, is um, no formation, as many monks as possible, all the buffs from a couple of furnaces, and some Plague Toad allies which don't die. Uh, but the... I wouldn't go down that route, and this is the thing you can probably talk about more than me for Pestilence is if you use the Nurgle Allegiance, basically it's anything and everything they've ever wanted. Yeah, plus two to that move and run in charge. Um, that then the Congregation of Filth is definitely worth it because they can reroll those chapters, so there's yeah. potential to get them into combat very, very quickly, which is exactly what they want.
0: Yeah, so then that's what I was going to say is so do you think using Pestilence models, obviously, they all have the Nurgle keyword, is Taking a pure Pestilence allegiance army stronger, or taking a Nurgle army stronger using the Pest even if you just used Pestilence models using the Nurgle allegiance abilities. Well, you'd have to
1: use Battle Lion, and that goes against my principle of I'm a yeah. game player. I'm not a Nurgle player. But so I me, wouldn't. Yeah. But yes, I I would say it's probably um, if you ran the big blocks of monks and you the blades of future blades of faction. future of action. Yeah. Yeah. That that's just a recipe for disaster for your opponent. I also. Think that the like I said, the best way to win pestons themselves would be with a bunch of plague toads. So I don't know what I would say would be better out of them. Mm. But um, actually, yeah, if I you, think you just go pure pestons as it is, there's a definite. Um, they definitely fall into that sort of rock paper scissors thing. Of there's some things they're really good against, it, and there's some things they just can't compete. Yeah. In my opinion. Well, generally they're uh, they don't
0: have a lot of different unit choices.
1: No, and yeah, no that's a It's, it's
0: pretty. It's a huge model count army that's all the same. It's a lot of
1: work. A lot of people don't like those models. They will be more
0: resilient than people think as well to Battleshock because, again, they have, like, strength in numbers. So if you've got units of 40 monks, actually they're going to be sitting there. Like, if you take less than 10 or less Mm. than 11 casualties, you're going to be getting plus 60 of bravery. Yeah. So you're going to be getting, like... Bravery
1: 10. commit is somewhat resilient. They're, they're also, they're, their base Bravery is higher than escape and their Bravery 5. Okay, so they're going to be Bravery 11. So, yes. Um, the I also think their, their setup is very, very good as well. they the two musicians and two standard bearers. They're very, pretty good.
0: Yeah, they can do a lot of mortal wounds as well in the army. And then, anyway, just from the built-in, I think there's a wound rolls of sixes can do mortals. And then... Or every time you make a wound roll of a six, you roll a dice again, and if that's a six, it's a mortal wound.
1: And then you can pile an attack when you die from a furnace, as prayer, and then when you die on a dice roll of a six, you do another mortal wound. Yeah, and then when you combine all of that stuff, because that's on their war scroll, you combine that then
0: with Blaze of Putrefaction, where any hit roll of a six is doing mortal wounds, and they can make upwards of six attacks a model with the Corruptor's Command ability, and then or a Great Unclean Ones command ability if you wanted to, because that's plus one attack to each profile. If you take the knives and staves, you're suddenly adding two attacks per model.
1: Generally speaking, I wouldn't really go... If you're going down the Blades of Future fashion route, then yes, you can you can consider it, but generally speaking, I would always go for the Foted Blades, because that's a very common question you see in yes. Yeah, um, so, yeah, how would of- you kit them up? I mean, just for variants, I would probably have two units of Blades, one unit of staves, but... Um, I think the blades are generally better. If you're doing down the Nurgle route, then I couldn't say. I was um, going to say, that's interesting because I've always looked at them and gone,
0: no. Because I'm always looking at the extra attack buff and I'm going, It's just that extra attack is. Plus two,
1: two. two. But it doesn't matter when you're looking for sixes. If it was like most double weapons, it's reroll ones to hit. Mm. But because it's reroll all hits. And then you can gather prayer where you reroll all wounds. Um, yeah. They're from the furnace. They're incredible. But
0: okay. then I, again, I'd say if you're rerolling all wounds and you've got a shitload of extra attacks then.
1: The other thing is, um, if you do sixes to wound, that's when the prayers come in, so the Wither prayers. So, yeah, you're plus one to wound, wound against targets, and you exactly. can stack that because it's a prayer if someone's close enough to you.
0: And um, That's why I always went, it doesn't matter that it's a shit attack, because you're looking for the high dice. and You're, you're not gonna, going to hit, you you're going to buff it and anyway. Wound.
1: So that's why I think the blades are better, because you can buff the wound rolls quite easily. And so rerolling your hit rolls ensures you get an opportunity to attempt a wound.
2: Okay.
1: Um, so I'm yeah maybe we've got different viewpoints on that, but I've I've always been quite fiercely in favour of the blades of better. Um, but yeah, cool. pros and cons. Um, I actually remember watching that live stream where Anthony Megro was playing in the UK against the Pleasance Army, and his Carmine Dragon was in front of those plague monks. And not only did it fail the um, charge, because it Doom doomgong, giving it minus one to its charge. I remember seeing that and we were like talking and I went in our own group chat saying oh that dragon's going to mess the plague myself and I was like no those, those months are, gonna are gonna kill gonna it they're going to kill it and they did so um, some of them died too but they don't care they're 240 points for 40 yeah um, and you have loads of them at
0: least 120 of them so
1: yeah and like I said I, I do think that's why most pestilence armies fall short is they only say 80 and that's not enough
0: I think I, that's a painting thing <laughs> yeah definitely but th-
1: that's, that's also something that puts you off um, wanting to do an army like that and it's also, one of the reasons why I haven't done it because all the conversions that I've made for my Squire and my Eshin have come from Plague Monks as base. So I already feel like I've painted like 80 Plague Monks. I don't want to do 120 additional to that. Yeah. So um the other thing is that I don't, contrary to what people think, is I actually don't rush uh, my paint jobs generally. Um, I actually take my time. That the flesh that I paint it generally takes me a very long time. And so if I were to do Pestilence, I wouldn't want to, there's a certain standard of painting, I wouldn't let my stuff fall below. Yeah, and I feel like with pestilence, it would have to. No, would I wouldn't. It would, so it would just take me so long because yeah. I, I, wouldn't like you said. There's a certain standard I won't let it fall below. So um, unless I found like a sort of scheme which made it work, but I don't know. Yeah, it would. It would just be one of those things that is like a big maybe that I would like to do in the future eventually. Yeah, um, but I can't say I would like to run them. It's just from a hobby point okay. of view. It's just not. Not there at the moment. I know any, Gabe runs them.
0: Any particular items that stand out from Pestilence that you would consider as the if you're going to run them, take this. If you're running a formation, take these two.
1: Uh, I think the Vexor Shroud on the Corruptor is important. So, so it's minus well to, to hit, shoot. Yep. Just to kind of give him some survivability because he is widely regarded as the he worst is the yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which he is. Um, I think with knowing all buffs you can give him to make him a bit better, but um, he, generally speaking, yes, he is the worst one, but he's also the cheapest to yeah. accommodate that. Um, 220 points is quite good. A um, really good commandability in two spells as well. Mm. Um, I think the issue with Pestilence is obviously they didn't get.
0: Spells, whereas that's when Nurgle becomes amazing because actually they got some really good spells in their lore. So, suddenly having a wizard that's 220 that you can make sort of survival casts twice, it's like, and actually his spell is really good because it's like it's the plague
1: one, right? The plague. The problem with that spell is its range, but now that the hordes are the current meta is very horde heavy, yeah, it's very useful against hordes. Uh, Um, but and his command ability is great because
0: it's extra attacks,
1: yeah, his command ability is amazing, so um so yeah i f- think he's definitely i also think his model is one of the cooler of Erman lords i would incl- i've seen builds where they don't have a corruptor they just have more furnaces and a this inspiring presence of the unit but um i just think he's such a cool model and the the army doesn't have much anyway that i would always take one yeah um and there's a few people who try and put the libra bubonicus on him mm-hmm. or there's i think there's a trait that can make him a priest and the reason i don't do that is because he doesn't get the great plagues he is not a priest so if he rolls a six on a prayer, if you make him a, pr- um, if you give him access to prayers, he doesn't trigger a great plague. So I think that's wasted on him. Mm-hmm. You put that on your furnace, I think. Yeah. So the Libuvi Bubonicus goes on a furnace, in my opinion. I would give him the four up. You pass a wound onto um, a plague monk nearby or whatever it is. It's almost like a ward save. Yep.
0: Um,
1: Verminus Valor. Yeah, Verminus Valor, and then if they're in the congregation, then they attempt a ward save once it's been passed on to them. So. Um, it gives him some survivability, and again, that minus one is really helpful. You can also put the minus one on the furnace, because um, that's a big target, when, when people actually realise how important that furnace oh, is. Oh yeah, the
0: furnaces are great. And yeah. they can actually do a fair bit of damage with that wrecking
1: like Yeah, like they can sensor. if they drop the sensor on you, yeah. and stuff like that. So they've got some potential, for sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, we won't go
0: full into Nurgle, because that would be more about a battle time review of Nurgle, but um, I think we're saying that there's definitely... Probably, being honest, taking pestilence and running the Nurgle Allegiance abilities is probably stronger than the pestilence stuff that you get in terms of the plagues and the items. I think the Nurgle just has so, so yeah. much choice and getting the spell or I think pestilence um, suffer
1: from range and their items and prayers yeah. as well. So they triggering a great plague is great, but it's only thirteen away. Yeah.
0: So I think you um I think we're all saying that yeah, the Nurgle Allegiance abilities are probably the better way to go, but you're gonna have to include some generic Nurgle battle line because you won't have any. Unless you
1: want to pay to win and buy a Forge World and put <coughs> in your army. But,
0: yeah. Um,
1: okay, so then we'll go on to Eshin, because I know you've run pure Eshen before with, like... Yeah, I ran pure Eshen at Masters, and I came fifth. And I think some people were like, how did you do that? And I was like, because no are good. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. No, I mean, that's sort of more... I mean, I've been playing Sky recently to kind of move away from that playstyle, just because I feel like I've kind of run Eshin to the ground. My old army was... Always been built around Eshin. The Gutter Runners were always my favourite unit from like way back when I used to play Fantasy. Um, I think the first game model I ever bought was the old Deathmaster Snitch, Um, and then like normal Assassins and kind of built it up from there. Um, Night Runners I think are amazing. They're very expensive, but um, they basically get a free move before the game. They move seven and they can run and they can run and shoot. So I can't tell you the amount of times in the old edition where I played Border War where someone made me go first and I ran before the game and then ran into their objective, didn't even charge them, just stood in it and scored 9 points in the first turn, trail them back out to a banner and you inspire them and it's like, cool, you have to kill all 40 of them to get your own objective back and don't even think about the side ones because sort I of put clan rats on them. <laughs> so um, one of the big reasons I always... The other thing is they're amazing for zoning. So I know that we've played a few games with the Stormcast um, where it just doesn't allow prosecutors to get near anything that that's useful. Um, I think Cunning Deceiver is kind of essential for them. Um, although with the current edition, the Lord of War being going free up, I used to take Lord of War and an extra attack on my Lord Deceiver, and I don't really do that anymore, just because I feel like the game's evolved so much um, that Cunning Deceiver is kind of essential for them. Um,
0: and I think now that you've got the Death Runner as well, the fact that Cunning Deceiver stacks if he's your general, so you can have minus two to hit in the first battle round. He was my general
1: when I went to Masters. But, but you can do that. Man. I He was my general when I went to Cancar, and I kind of regret that. But um, he... More f- I actually think his double-inspiring presence when you have two units yeah. at 40 is amazing too. Um, and he's minus one to shoot inbuilt, so in the first turn he's minus three to shoot. Generally going to live. But um, with Eshin, I think Gutter Runner's got like a points decrease, and the reason they... Um, not a points decrease, they got a horde bonus. And if you actually look at their war scroll, when they come on the ball edge, they're not wholly within 6, they're just within 6. So you can actually put them like 6.9 away as long as you've got the tip of one of the bases just within 6. So you've got a unit of 20, they can all fit in and do their shooting attack. And one of the big things that I used to do a lot, um, I say used to because I haven't played with them since uh, cancon really, um, is I would ally in two Plague Priests, and I would a leap a Plague Priest and use Wither to give myself plus one to Wound against a target. And then it, Which is on a free up, and then the plate tome, which is automatically re roll all failed wounds against that target. And then generally, I would focus the go runners coming the board edge with the night runners, so I'd have 80 shots. Um, I had a triumph as well, so if I got hit, then great. Um, or usually, I had a triumph. Uh, 80 shots, hitting in fours, wounding and fours with a re roll. Um, and then, if I got into combat with them as well, if I made the 9 inch charge, or well, the night runners usually had a lower charge. Nightrunners can run and shoot too, um, even though it's only 12 inch shooting attacks you can get right in someone's face right away at the start of the game. Um, so you can kind of just be a pain and get in the way, take out someone's treff line, stand in front of them, grab objectives really early. Um, even though one of my games at Cancan, I was using Mixcaven, but um, just because I had more clan rats uh, and I put a warp in, but I, we were playing so like before the start of the game. I'm going to park all 40 of my Nightrunners onto one of the objectives so you can't take it in your turn. I just think it's a really useful ability that people really underestimate, um, I just your ability to zone the board, um, like, my army at Kankon was pretty much a nation army, um, in that I had 40 Goda Runners and 40 Knight Runners and just 80 Clan Rats, a Deceiver, a Death Runner, um, Addy, I can't remember what else I took, but, um, yeah, I just think they're useful. At Masters, the way that I managed to do well is, um, I generally don't, Attack with them that often overlearn their shooting. So, um, for giving an example of what I mean by that, when I, my first game at CanCon was against Josh, and it was pretty much winning. What won me the game was my units, because I would charge. Um, he had his. He was playing a Nighthaunt army, and so he had a Cairn Rave next to a big unit of six Spirit Host. So I would just charge the Spirit Host and put one Night Runner two point nine away from one. Uh, I charge the Can I put one Night Runner two point nine away from one Spirit Host. So then all he can do is pile and attack me with one spirit host, I've got 40, they're inspired, I'm not scared of that. When he does get a couple, I'll take off the ones closest to him to put him back to 2.9 away, because the way that i string them out will be in such a fashion that I'll remove the casualties to so just make sure he can pile in. And then if I lose a priority, they're stuck in combat with one spirit host with a big block of Skaven that they can't kill. Meanwhile, I'll have other units running around, they're generally very, very fast, or I can even retreat, or... Um, use casualties to pull yourself out of combat, charge back in, and then grab, move around them, grab an objective, create a screen. Generally just getting in the way, so they're very much um, an objective-grabbing army. Um, I think Clan Rats are perfect for that too, because uh, with Clan Rats, what I do, more than anything else, is I don't fight with them, I charge into people in the corner. So if you have like a big unit of, um, I don't know, 30 dryers or something that you run, I'll charge the one sticking out. with one clanner at our base contact it so you can maybe pile in with like four or five drives of a two inch range so they get a couple more attacks even then they're going to kill the unit I'll inspire them if I can on mystic shield them um, so I'll have a four up save and then in your turn you're stuck and then if, if I get the thing I'm going to retreat and then I'll charge back into the same one or around it but I've just I get plus two to retreat so I get to move um, eight and then I get to move another 2d6 and I might just string them out entirely and go a completely different direction or I might grab your objective or I might have a unit of 20 auto holding an objective. So, um, a lot of people ask me with like, clan rats or basically how I managed to do so well with them, and um, I rarely attack. Yeah. I think I've actually won a game without killing anything once before. Um, the, at CanCon my second game was against an Aether Strike. I got 60 kill points and I completely shut the family down because I had so many models that I stopped him teleporting off the back of the board. It was Lord Aquila. Um, First turn I used my Warp to just kill three of the long strikes, I think one more battle shocked off and I just let him shoot me, I just stood there on his objectives for three turns and the third turn I burnt them, he never got anywhere near mine, Um, completely shut it down and that's considered like a top tier uh, list. Well the fact that you're not killing it works
0: in your favour because it gets to shoot again and where all its power comes from is every time a unit dies like, one of their units dies, it gets to shoot again. So you go, okay, I wouldn't fine. have killed it anyway I'm not if that ki- wasn't I'm the case. Not I'm still not going to there.
1: So, like, a lot of the time, like, it's, even the other thing is, it's fail-safe. Like, if you're relying on an attack to take something out, you still have to rely on, like, not messing up your roll. You know, everyone's had an experience of the dice betraying them or something like that. If you're just moving around them other than snake eyesing the charge, um, there's... Even then, I often don't charge. I'll charge... I'll tag a corner of a unit if I want to hold it up and just get in the way of it. But, um quite often I'll just stand in front of people with them. I'm just it's very movement focused. I actually think Clown Rats are I wouldn't trade Nuts to skinks. So I always hear people talking about how great skinks are. I'll take Clown Rats over skinks every day because if you're you have skinks and someone charges you, you then retreat out of combat before you get to fight, like or they um, move out of the way or whatever it is. And for a start, in order to grab an objective they're gonna have to be a lower number. If you have forty skinks, they're not gonna sneakily just claim an objective off you. It, it's not as likely to happen unless you're making a mistake or you haven't played them before, which is unlikely, or whatever it is. So um with clan rats I can tie you up. It's just to not only does that limit your attacks, but it means if you win the priority for the following turn, for example. Um even if you hit me first, I'll just you know I don't really care there's clan rats they the cheap. So um yeah, so if if I'm playing you or if skinks, you charge me, I retreat them, then you win the turn, you just smash into them again and kill them. If I've got clan routes, you charge me, you might get a few hits off. Or if I charge you, even better. Um, kill a couple, your turn, you're not stuck. So that's my whole Skaven army, for the most part, has been about getting your opponent stuck. And one of the games at Masters, I won Knife of the Heart against uh, Chris Tart's Slaves to the Darkness army with that big, you know, of 18 knights that I had no chance of killing. Um, all I did in my first turn is I skiddilyed to Plague Priest. Um, I charged his uh, Chaos Sorcerer Lord on foot, uh, on horse, and I put the Plague Priest 2.9 away from one Knight, and then I was playing Deceiver, so I was minus one to hit, um, he got to pile in with one Knight and attack, and with his Sorcerer Lord didn't kill the Plague Priest, uh, so then his first turn, his big block of 18 Knights that he was planning to come over, um, got stuck. He couldn't do anything. Um, he, he had to retreat. So. Meanwhile, I was running around the side of the board, turn two. I skid leaped another Plague Priest into them. <laughs> so, uh, and then I put, uh, I think, I charged, you know, a charge, a unit of Marauders, and I put one Gutter Runner 2.9 away from one of his uh, Chaos Knights. He never got anywhere near my objective. I won the turn three priority, killed the Marauders on them, and took it, and I got a major victory. And I think no one really expected me to win that game when that one got drawn. They so, like, there's no way you can kill those Knights, and I never did. Um, I killed a few Marauders and ran around them. <laughs> so um, I think one of the main reasons I've been able to do so well with was is just through movement and I think movement and objectives and that's something that I think people still struggle to comprehend with Age of Sigma, or still get caught out by Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie it's been nice having Skryer working just to leave things <laughs> you just don't and have I to have worry to think- about yeah, running I remember, around stuff if it's dead I remember like playing Moab where I had to use my deaf army because there wasn't enough deaf players so I used my team kings I was like Oh, this is way easier. I just send snakes into people and kill them. I don't have to think about <laughs> anything. <laughs> so it's one of the reasons why I thought, because I started a Dollars of Cane army, I mentioned before, and for the most part, like, I had synergy, but for the most part, it was a run which is forwards, and it just felt so kind of underwhelming after playing Skaven for so long that it felt like a... you like if you're playing like, a video game, you're yeah. used to playing on hard mode, and you stop playing on easy mode. like That's yeah. really the big feeling I got with Dollars of Cane. It takes
0: out a lot of the strategic thinking, because you just go, yeah.
1: Just all I have to do is you and
0: smash my way through. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, and guess, you're my also is, I guess my army. are going to survive.
1: I guess scryer army is somewhat similar of just bulldozing your way through. people. Mm, no, in a different way. It's target priority. And it's it's still very strategic. and it's also ranges of
0: always having overlapping is massive. Yeah, I mean. overlapping threat fields. So if somebody goes in to take that out, they're not going to be there, and that can still shoot that. Like, yeah, it's you, not a Sunday morning army. you, know, you always big Phrase. You're always setting them up so that if somebody tries to take out any piece.
1: The other pieces in range to hurt it. You still have to be smart with it, yeah. It, it doesn't auto play itself, um, and you can't just sort of. I like I said, just run forwards and try and get away with it through the strength of the buffs and survivability. Yeah. So. Okay,
0: yeah. cool. So, picking from all of Skaven, mm-hmm. including the Vermin Lords, let's just say, and Giant Rats, let's just say they have the, sc- the Skaven keyword, even though they don't. Picking from, picking from all of Skaven, what are your kind of. What are your top five picks? And then what are your... To be honest, you can probably leave these at home.
1: Bottom bottom five. Top five, Emon Lord Warp here. He is amazing. Yes. So he's 260 points. He goes completely unnoticed, and no one ever really takes him but me. I've never seen anyone else use it, and I don't know why. He's incredible. His spell is insane. So his unique spell is... um, for a start, he rerolls his armor saves anyway, so he's got survivability. Scry Orb, yeah. Scry Orb, and doesn't have the Scry so keyword. I would love if he had the Scry keyword. <laughs>
0: he's got 12 wounds and a 4 up save, and it starts off as a 4 up rerollable save.
1: Yeah, just Mystic Shield him. So. You can put a Chaos Talisman on him as well if you want to, but uh, I generally don't, I usually give that to somebody else. But um, his spell uh, 26 inch range, so you can do it the first turn, Howling Warp Gale, D3 model wounds, free if they fly, they can't run, and they half their charge. So I like I mentioned before I had that game of Star Strike a while ago where I was winning twenty four eleven. The reason I was winning is because every turn there was a big block of thirty witches that I just kept howling warp galing. So they can be as fat or they every turn they just moved six. That's all they were allowed to do. And I just ran around him. Um so I think he's essential. Also his ability to um so the way the Sky Rob works is you can throw it once per game. Once you throw it you can't reward your saves anymore. But um you pick a target within 13, it's an ability, so you can run and do it. And that you move 12, plus run, plus 13. You can do it in the first turn if you even want to. Yeah, if you decide something to take
0: plus threat range.
1: Yeah, so against the Aether Strike, I did that. So if anything's movement 6 or higher, it does D 6 model wounds. If their movement's 5 or less, it does 6 model wounds. So when I played the Aether Strike, there's just a big unit of 9 dudes. long strikes. I just killed 3 of them. I was like, okay, you can kill him. I don't mind. I did a spell onto like uh, another unit, just... Killed like a adjudicator or something, and then ran forward and did that. I'm like, oh, alright, you can kill him now. He served his purpose. Now I'm not that afraid of your long strikes. There's only six of them, and then one ran away, so there's only five. So, um, yeah. So I think and he's actually, a central... he's got
0: four attacks with his glaive that are rend one damage three. That start on wounding on twos.
1: Yeah, they don't. They don't go down to fours until I think he's taken eight. Yeah, um, he's, he's very, very... He five <coughs> he's very good for 260 No, he get to 4, so he's like 10, actually. So you have to do 10 wins to him before he's winning the 4. The thing is, in combat, he has only 4 attacks hitting on freeze, and that's not reliable. Like, there's a few times I've been caught in combat with something where I'm like, he should kill these, like, whatever, small chaff unit, and he doesn't. There's been times where he's hit something incredibly hard. But, um... I'd say, in combat, yes, it's, it's nice, but it's not something that you take him for his... He's got 2 spells as well, which is useful. Yeah. Um, you take him for the orb and the spells, and just for the um, scare tactic of even the amount of times I've had games with people and I've told them what they do, and then they like put something in front of it. He can just auto kill a gaunt summoner. Yep, that's why one of the reasons I was there. Stormcast
0: heroes on foot.
1: Yeah, I played. Um, What's that
0: staunch defender now?
1: It doesn't, yeah, you know, just delete people's staunch defender. I had a GamesCube tournament uh, a couple of months ago where someone had built this whole army around a 2 up re roll 1 save, so I just deleted his staunch defender. You just throw a ball at it? Just threw a ball at him, that's why I painted it like a Master Ball. <laughs> 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 then just charged his uh, Dracovs with a bunch of Stormburn and with we Rend, and then all of a sudden he wasn't on a 2, two save rolling 1s and they died. Yeah. So um, he also decided to stand in front of my Warp 5 hours, which I don't think was wise. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> Probably but, um, not.
0: Um, but yeah, so the Warp Seer, and I would agree with you. I, I, we had this conversation early on, and I, t- I think I said to you how amazing the Warp Seer was. Warp sea is great. Um, so yeah, 260. I think everyone at the time was going Deceiver, but at 320, I was like, he's on the. The warp Deceiver I went end. for
1: because oh. of. The, the reason I went to Lowe's 2 is because I had survivability. I think the, the current edition, the Deceiver is not where he was, because I think before you could, Lord of War, guarantee it, see so you hitting on 2s, which is a big difference, and then. Winning in tears of a real because I used to make him a general, now I would never make him a general again. Um, other than if I was playing pure Eshin, because I thought it'd be fun, which is kinda of what masters was. So I was like, actually shouldn't undermine it, but I was like, I don't really care too much about this tournament, I'm just gonna bring an Ashen Army and it did okay. So um yeah, uh, the Whoopsie is great. He's got his commandable he's useless as well, so he doesn't have to be your general. So, I think he summons 3d6 giant rats.
0: Yeah. So, um, but also, uh, oh, there is summoning in Skaven. But also, yeah. Skaven quite often want to be inspiring
1: presence, so it's actually quite nice not giving up a useful command ability. And that's the thing why I think the Deceiver's not a go to general at the moment, because you probably need inspiring presence, and that's more the reason for the Death Runner as well, of having two inspiring presence. Because you still have the Crown of Commands, so you can just do another inspiring presence, now it's only in a five. Yeah. So, um, and like I said, one of the reasons I've gone away from that is I've Kind of got a bit bored of just having the chaos abilities, but the warp seer, yes, yeah. definitely.
0: Okay, so warp seer number one. Number
1: two? It would be Deathmaster Snitch, but he got compendiumed, so, so I'm going to go with Icat Claw Arch Warlock. Mm. Okay. Um, he's amazing on a Veilwind. My old tactic, and it used to work most of the time, ta- I'm not against our group because they figured out what I was doing, but it um, <laughs> uh, would be to skiddly an Arch Warlock, do both of his spells, fire his Warp Thrower, then charge into a hero with Deathmaster Snitch hidden inside him and then kill them. Um, can't do that anymore. I've done that a couple of times with just two generic assassins hidden in him, and that has worked with varying degrees. But Snitch was amazing for 120 points. The Arch like now, I think, um, he's actually quite good in combat. He's amazing in Scryer because of the artifacts you can give him. Somewhat reliable way of summoning a Balwin. There's a lot of armies that depend on summoning a Balwin, like Weird Fists and Zeech um, have their way because they've got Destiny Dice to guarantee it. You're not guaranteeing it, but if you take Scryer and you've got the um, Essentially Sparks, two, two rerolls. Yeah, if you've got the Sparks, um, <coughs> if, you, well, if you're if you playing at 2k, you might not have the fan square Formation, so you might not have access to that reroll. but you've got a somewhat, if, especially if there's Arcane Terrain, yeah, somewhat more beneficial way of guaranteeing the Bailwind, and when he's up there, he also helps with casting his own spell, which is incredible. So it's three targets within 18, becomes 36 if you're on a Bailwind. Yeah. Um, on a 2-up, they take D3 Mortal Wounds. Yep, yeah, and then use Arcane Bolt after that. And if that. he's
0: on a Bailwind, he's on a 2-up save.
1: Yep. Yeah. So like I said, that first game at Hall of Heroes... Um, I just saw where the terrain, where I side There's like there's a piece of terrain next to that objective. If I uh, mystic shield myself and then I run and I'm in cover, I'm on a one-up save, and his army hasn't got any rend. So I can't really die. Even if he drops Ripidactyls down on you, you're fine. Yeah, through weight of dice, they might kill me. I, but, d- I um, doubt it. But um, even that, he's six wounds. He's tankier than people yeah. realize, and you can actually think I'd favour him to kill a couple of rippers. Yeah. So if his piston claw attack goes through and you double it, that's two dead rippers. So, um, it's inc- better in common than people realise. 140 points, two mm. casts, got a once game walk by for game warp Which does automatically H- model D3 model D3 wins. wins yes, yeah. Yeah, so even on the bellwind with people at the bottom of it, sometimes <laughs> they get them with it. <laughs> just come down. I think I did that in my game with Christensen's to the Night Off. Mm. Um, his model win saves did not save him. Okay, so that's number two. Number three? Oh, and there are
0: 140 points. 140 points, they're amazing. Yeah, I would agree number with that.
1: Number three... I think generic clan rats Even when I played there, I not in 40 clan rats And for the reasons I mentioned earlier They're amazing At grabbing objectives Sometimes people ignore them That you said In our game It was a mistake You were trying to Come on stormfiend. You should have Killed my clan rats The idea of <laughs> Sacrificing Ilariel For killing clan rats
0: Was like Oh but actually mm-hmm. I think if I had It might have won that game I'm going to put a shout out The first time I played Elaria, I killed her in combat With a Skeleton Archer <laughs> So Oh she dies a lot <laughs> Yeah she sure. does Although um, she also went ham In, in that list yeah, she all She pretty much tabled a Bone Splitters list that had 120 Savage in it, so 240 wounds plus the characters, and she basically tabled it because
1: she was in combat from turn 1. I'm not criticising Ilarial for being Ilario, what I'm saying is she should have killed the Clanrats. <laughs> she should have, yes. Before they were inspired. But again, as you say, the reason they're so
0: great is because people go, they're not a threat.
1: And they're, yeah. the, they're what they win you the game. They yeah, they are what wins you, They're what grabs you um, objectives. They win the scenarios. And like I said, they're just annoying. Like I like I very rarely charge directly into people with planets. I will always charge the corner of them. Um, and just the ability to move across the board. They're so fast as well, which people don't realize. Retreat
0: and charge. With plus two to that. Phenomenal.
1: Yeah, because the thing is, when you charge, you can move away. Yeah. So, if the units to your left, you can just string out and just go 2d6 the other direction. And yeah. then, as long as you keep coherency, you can do that. Like, I played a game of Knife to the Heart against um, Ash once where um, he had. I think, like, I'd taken two Vermin they both died. I had, like, a big unit of 40 Climnuts on my objective and another to the side. And then I had. Um, no, I think I had my Vermin Lords and he charged his brutes at my Vermin Lords because he wanted to kill them. In my head, I was like, please don't charge my Climnuts, please don't charge my clan-nots. please. Do. So, he killed my Vermin Lords, was like, cool. So, they just charged into one brood. Um, Moved around, charged into him, retreated, charged back into them, and that was enough for me to wrap his objective and yeah. win that game like, um,
0: but also just if you want to go backwards, I've done it before, like you say with and this this applies to any unit. Like, I did it at Hall of Heroes on the weekend. I wanted to put more models back on my own objective, which was backwards with my dryads. I charged a unit in front of me to use the charge. It was only like three inches free in front move. of me. Yeah, as long used you make it, it to make a move because with coherency it was fine. So I put some models that were close forwards and then I used the other ones and I ran them backwards away from him and I went, okay, cool, I've got more models on my own objective now. Like, there's nothing yeah. that says charging has
1: to go in one direction. No, because when I played Matt at Hall of Heroes, um, he put his soul ground in front of my Storm Fiends. I was like, well, that's rude, I'm going to have to burn it. <laughs> so what I retreated. I was planning to, I was hoping it would survive with like one or two r- wounds or something like that and just finish it in combat with the Storm Fiends. But he's got 16 wounds. Uh, I think i have done a couple already. Um, what I was planning on doing is retreat, charge back into him and then grab his middle objective because we we're playing Scorched Earth from his side. And then the Storm Fiends like, overdid it and killed it outright. And Matt was like, Ha, you killed my Soul Grinder. You know, because I needed the Soul Grinder to be alive so I can charge back into it. And he's retreating charge to go and grab his. So he was happy his Soul Grinder yeah. died. And I he was gets pissed blood off. Tithe. <laughs> so yeah. he was like, I get Blood Type and you can't and grab you my can't. objective now. Mm. And then the Storm Fiends go back to being absolutely 14 inch range. And they just died later on, having I think a Blood Thirst kill them. But, um,. Yeah, it was actually um, really inconvenient that that's, um, it didn't die. I wanted it to survive, like, one or two wounds and kill it in combat. Yeah. So, um, and the other thing is objectives most of the time. People don't protect them properly. I, yep. The amount of time it was stood in front of somebody, I have not charged them. Or I might charge one mm. and then stand, like, 3.1 away from them so I'm not in combat with them or something. Yeah. So that they still can't... Well, They're like, a one-inch range. But like, also the fact that you, Skaven
0: like, have got small bases compared to some armies like Stormcast. If you're around like, Scorched Earth, where it's most models within three, like you say, and you're on the 12-inch line at the start of the game, they can't actually deploy it on that... Like, they're just behind it, and you go, well, you've got five, but the size of your base... Like, the size of their base means they get five. You can probably actually run up to it, sit three away, and be like, well, I've got this part of my base, I've got six, so that's mine.
1: (laughs) Burn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, I just think they're incredible. Okay, Um, so number three is Clan Rats? Number four is hard to say, because the addition... Change skating quite dramatically. So, what was good in the last edition is not things I would use now, and vice versa. I do want to say night runners for the reasons that I mentioned already of zoning people, yep. being annoying, getting in their face, like standing in objectives before the game's even started. Yep. Um, they're just so uh, dynamic, you can use them for so many different things. They could also just charge the corner of a unit and annoy them, um, but also still shoot. They can shoot, if they kill have been great, but I'm not expecting it. Like like I said, um, it's also stuff, you know, if people have things that infiltrate from the side of the board edge, if you get if they're planning on going first then you can get them before the you even stats, Or if they give you first turn, cool, then zone you all the way back to your own board edge. Like I said, that Aetherstrike Strike tried to leave the board of his Lord Aquila, took the tape the model off the table, realised he couldn't get anywhere, put himself back on his own board edge, even further back than he was. Yep. Because I just stoned one side completely with night runners and then I bought gutter Runners on the other side. Yep. So, um, which is probably my fifth unit, is gutter Runners. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I just think they're really, really good for how many points they cost. Um, the Deceiver's Command ability was what I was using with them before, because um, it gives them room or fail to wound. But that's why I started bringing in a Plague priest, because it also affects the shooting attack and they don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, Take a couple of bike break priests and just delete them mm. where you're intending to bring good runners on, and if you actually look at them, they're just as good, if not better, than storm vermin in combat, and they're way cheaper, mm. and they can infiltrate. They're pretty much the same so They're also a shooting unit. Yeah, they're. They've got but a shooting they get attack. a horde discount. Yeah, I do like storm vermin. That I really like the models. I've used them more for like fun. So like I used a clan verminous army at um, Gamescube not that long ago just because I wanted to use some storm vermin. But if you're talking about what's better than Gutter Runners. The Storm Vemin are too expensive at the moment, especially in a
0: meta where Gaunt Summoners are pretty prevalent.
1: Yeah, I feel like Gutter Runners you can do just having something that moves around the board or teleports is kind of essential for most armies in some form. Not all, well everyone, but um but you can this game would have a lot of ways of like tunnelling things with warp grinders, storm fiends, um campfire, gutter runners or whatever. But um yeah, I, I do feel like if you want to use it for combat, though, because they have to come on in your first turn, they do yep. need something. They do need a play Priest to help them, or they need, um, what's the word? A Deceiver with the command ability to be nearby, or yep. whatever it is they may be. Um, they need something. But, yeah, it depends. I, I almost said here because I think in the current meta they're quite useful, because their spell doesn't require line of sight, and their command ability is great. Again, just for tying people up. Um, so maybe an honorable mention to the here because if you basically have a Battleshock save, and you can't roll for more models than exist. So if, if you fail a Battleshock by, like, 20 and you've got two models left, you roll two dice, you need one four of that unit stuck in combat next turn. Yeah. Which is funny.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> really,
1: yeah, it's really strong, his, his battle, Battleshock immunity. So, yeah, if you're going to go a mixed game, and I think him and the Death Runner are definitely definite viable choices for your general just for anti-Battleshock of two inspiring. Honourable mentions. Yeah, so you can go down that route if you want to. But. Okay. Like I said recently, I've been moving away from that just because I feel like I've played it to death. I think conveniently
0: all of those five units you've mentioned are in a potential list that I've written to take to RCGT if I can borrow your stuff. So, oh. yeah. I don't
1: know. Shooting is dead now, Chris. You, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So if they're the top five, what are the worst five?
1: Rat- I was literally <laughs> about to say rogue. Rat- <laughs> <Ogas. laughs> are shit. So they have. Um, they do have a shooting attack, which would be good if it didn't hit on a five. Five. Yeah. But the, the, the issue with Ratagos is more that. There's a lot of like 4-wound model units for 120 points, where you get 3 of them, like Ushabti, I think we used to be like that, and there's a couple others. And then um, Radogas, you get 2 for 120, they have 4 wounds and a 5 so save. Their special ability in combat is if they wound you on a 6, they get to make an additional attack, which is not very likely. If they hit you on a 6, then maybe, because uh, they have ways of buffing that with Packmasters. The other thing is they need a Packmaster, because they've got crap bravery. Which makes them even more expensive. So, you're already paying 200 points for two rather and a Packmaster, which have no survivability. And even if they hit you, they're probably going to hit you very hard. So, they have like, they're actually okay in combat. I think they have four attacks each, and they can, They can, I think, four, three, minus one, two damage or something, or three, three, minus one, two, something like that. But they're just so, um. Too expensive. For how. Too
0: expensive. They're one of the reasons. How weak they and how easy they are to kill, and how little you get for your
1: points. Yeah, and it's because they come in twos yeah. in the boxes. Or, like, the Island of Blood comes with two. That's the only reason they got two instead of three, I reckon. So, yeah, um, yeah so the worst by far. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's some there's some other bad ones as well. In the thing with this game is they have such a big range that you can kind of um, pick. Number two, it fails me to say, it's the Doom Wheel. It's terrible. <laughs> it's really funny, it's a cool model, and actually for Scryer, it's a behemoth, so it can score in duality of death. Um, although I still think an Archwalk's probably more resilient. Um, There's ways with buffs and the the formation, and traits and artifacts, you can make it move the entirety of the board in one turn. Which would be good if it model wounded every unit it ran over, but it doesn't, it only... And it stops as well, doesn't it? No. So the way that the Doom Wheel works is um, you can move through, you can move within three, as long as you end outside of three. So you can run over people as much as you want, but you only model wound the first unit. So there's a way you can make the Doom Wheel move, like I said, the entire length of the board. which would be funny because if you found, like, you can't skittle if it, but say that you could argue and say, because you just run it over your entire army, you can have mortal wound everything, that'd be great, but um, it doesn't. Its shooting attack isn't very good either. It's swingy, I think it's fours, fours, minus one, d3.
0: d3, and it's d6 shots. But it's d6
1: shots, and it's not reliable. So the
0: turn you roll a six, and then you get three on the damage, awesome, but.
1: Yeah, yeah it's just. It's if not so you a roll a six, and then three of your attacks it three, on one of the wounds, you yeah. know, it's not that great. It's a very cool model, so it is saddening to me how bad it is, but it's. Um, yeah, I would probably say that's the deserved number two. Okay. Um, third, third worst? And I want to say the Corruptor inside Pestilens is somewhat useful, but by himself it's probably the Corruptor, just because he doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's kind of crap in combat, for, and his spells. Um, if you take him in Noble, he's useful because you can give him a spell. But other than that, unless you're playing Pestilens or. Nurgle no with using him. He's pretty much next to useless. I wouldn't say Screech Vermin King, but I found a use for Screech here, Vermin King. I did a couple of test games of it with my Skaven summoning pool army. Of um <laughs> so his spell, the dreaded thirteen spell, is actually really, really good. And he went down twenty points because no one was using him. Um so I would have said him, but I've actually found... That worked a couple of times for me. You summon a brute horror in combat or a warbringer.
0: Yeah, because it says set up a verminous...
1: A verminous unit. If you kill a model, you can set up a verminous unit within range of where it was, and you can set it up in combat. So
0: you can actually set up a vermin lord warbringer if you wanted to.
1: Yeah, you can. In combat. Set it up free away, so that you can then charge and get rerolls. Yeah. Is it real? So actually, a, and it's, it also does a lot of molar wounds. You roll thirteen dice to be four of his molar wound. Yeah. So other than that, I would probably say him
0: outright thirteen. That's amazing. That's, yeah. that's much better than metamorphosis. It's like, a great spell. Illarial spell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and you can skip a leap here. No, you can't. He's not scaven, correct?
1: No. Um, so no, you can't. But uh, if not, I would have done that better. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on an eight as well. You can give himself plus on the cast, but maybe he's fourth because it's kind of a one-trick pony. Mm. Um, so the corruptor and then him, but going into characters, 5th... Um, I think Giant Rets are amazing, so not them. <laughs> a Brood Horror by itself is pretty useless. Um, the Wall at the top I found useful. Uh, Doom flyers I actually think they've got... Yeah, just because of the fact that they're a combat one, you have to get them in. So yes, yeah, sort they're of a bit pointless. But actually, a Doom in combat does more than a Doom Wheel. They're actually not that bad in combat. If, Like I said, they've all, all of them have that 2-up buff that's got much more potential because it's minus 2 rend when you get d6, d6 attacks. like It's still pretty bad. Like I wouldn't take one, but I've I've got a feeling there must be something worse That I think most people would probably say like Sansa Bearers. Okay. Um, just because they don't get a Horde discount. If they did, I think you'd see them a lot more. Um, and they're relying on Plague Monks being alive and nearby in order to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the buffs you put on them, you'd probably rather put on the Plague Monks. I'm kind of talking myself out of doing a Plague Smog as I'm saying this. <laughs> the buffs that you'd put on them were probably better off on the Plague Monks. Um, so yeah, maybe Sensor bearers. Trying to think what else would be in there, but... Going through all the range in my head, it probably is those. Yeah. Um, the Warbringer, I think, could be quite useful. So. Yeah, off the top of my head, obviously, those five. What was it? Doom Wheels, Corrupter, Screech... Um, Doomflayer. i put the Doomflayer 4th and Screech 5th because I, I did find a one trick pony approach for him. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Probably it.
0: So there you go, everyone. There's the, the top 5 units, probably to include, and the top 5 to bypass. Um, but yeah. I so also really like this
1: game of Warlord as an honorable mention because he's got his like skink attack. That's quite oh, cool. yeah. So and
0: he can yeah rend two. Rend two damage yeah. d three on his big weapon.
1: Yeah, just go up, smacks the thing, and then run it to an objective. I've done that in a game. So. Um,
0: <laughs> so if you were going to run now, if you were going to run a mixed Skaven kind of list, what would you look to take? What's your What's your base generally? Do you find when you're writing a list for mixed Skaven that it, to c- to compete as well? This isn't to go. Oh, I want to run Verminus. I'm going to take Verminus just because
1: to compete. To compete, I usually go 40 climates, 20 climates, 20 climberts, because that's all I have painted and all I have the volition to paint. Like, I think 120 climberts would be amazing. but I'd also tell you, at a tournament, KanCon, I had 165 models and moving them between games is not fun. <laughs> hmm. like, especially packing up, because they're too big to kind of pack up as you play. I also think it's kind of rude when someone's doing their turn, you're kind of half-packing up whilst they're playing, so I don't like to do that. And it slows things down with deployment, blah, blah, blah. So I'll always go a minimum of 80 climberts. That will be always my starting point if I'm um, doing a mixed army. Um, recently I've been experimenting with things like I do think an Arch Warlock and a Bellwind is a massive um, complement to them, I think a Warp Seer is kind of essential I think you can do without the Deceiver if you don't want to take it you can do without Nightrunners. Runners, you can do without gutter Runners, and you can kind of build things how you want, but those are the sort of the separate units that I've taken and chosen to use for the longest time um, I think Storm are really expensive but you can also make them really, really good um, there's a tactic that I've used in a few games that's worked quite well with a warbringer where I've them and have them stood behind clan rats so when people charge me I get to hit them, they don't hit me. They kill the screen and then I kill them. But it's um, very situational. So if being competitive, I would say warp Seer is essential. Something for battle shark. Pro- if you're doing competitive, then a deaf runner is probably your best better general. Have another unit of forty whether that's bumping a unit of clan rats up or And what command trait are you taking? Cutting seer every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Gisales, I think, without if you're gonna bring a chaos source for then maybe but um, even then, they need plus one to hit, and they don't always have damned. So yep. even then, I don't think they're worth it. I don't think what backing cannons are worth it. They're far too swingy. Um, and their range is poor. If they have better range, I'd consider them a bit more. Um, they can no, be good. No, like, they're I have 27. Used I have used them, and we've success. You can't depend on them. No. Uh, they they can be good. They're, they're fun to use. But, um, I think the time when you go,
0: oh, I need to kill that character, and you just go, oh, I'll shoot with my cannon and I'll roll a one, and you just go, okay, awesome. You know it's dead. Like, it's, it's a very
1: scathing unit. You can kind of depend on it to do
0: um, I think that's true. Nothing, all, all, really. the scry, all the scry stuff. Like You'll look at it and go, oh, it just didn't work. Well, actually, and then sometimes you'll just go, okay, everything just rolled amazing and
1: I've absolutely decimated my opponent. Well, when I've had plus one to hit and my Dizales were one, it's never not worked for me. I've sometimes had poorer rolls than others, but they've generally always done their job. Whilst I've had... I remember a game I had against Sylvan F. root allegiance. Um, it wasn't <laughs> Uh Where I had, like, Durfee was there, I think I'd already done three wounds to him through something. No, I had done four wins to him. So I had to do two wins to him with a Warp Lightning Cannon because I had my Warps here ready to finish him. Because Durfee's moving five, so I can do six to him with uh, a Master Warp. Two Warp Lightning Cannons, I had to do two more wins. Nah, did not happen. Like it's um, So that's when I dropped them for Gisales and then dropped five Gatorunners for so them to pay the points difference. And then... I'm quite confident that Giselles would have done two wounds to Durfee. Mm-hmm. Um, he generally always had oak armour because the Tree of Ancient has a minus one, and I was taking Lord of War at the time. So. Yeah. Um, so, if you were putting Giselles into your army, would you take Lord of War or would you still take
0: Cunning Deceiver?
1: I feel like the way the game is at the moment, you need Cunning Deceiver, and that's why I don't take Giselles anymore. I also think the Chieftain was massive for them. 'Cause of the immunity to Battleshock and the reroll ones, even if you've moved. You can take a Chaos Sorcerer Lord for that and then use a death Runner to inspire them, so if you want to go down that route, that's probably a very good combo. Um yeah. but, Chaos Sorcerer Lord, not Skaven. Not Skaven. So I don't know. You could it. put a rat head on one. I've done it to be honest, since the new editions come I mean you could yeah, you can think of that one. But uh, since the new editions come out, I've done so much like mixing, matching different playstyles. I took the warp north for a while, but that's because I wanted to paint the warpnor, like even thinking about, it, I don't think I've been as competitive with them. I've never really sat down like, "What's the filthiest list that I can make?" I've never really um, got out of my way to do that. Like I said, masters, I was like, "I'm going to take Eshin because I think it'll be fun," and then I just did well with it. So <laughs> I think a part of it there. Um, like I said, there's a few units not to take, like Radegast being Doom Wheel stuff like that. But as long as you can improvise, the backbone of the army really is the finalists. Yeah. yeah. So. So
0: I think what we're saying is, if you want to compete with Skaven is you can't shy away from the fact that they're a high model count army, and I think that's where certain unless, like, yeah. unless you take Scrier. Unless you take Scrier, but even then, you still need 40 clan rats in there. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not going, oh, okay, I want to play Eshin, I'm going to take three deceivers because that takes up half my army's points. Like, people have done that, and that's why they're not on the top tables, it because you don't have enough stuff. You know, that's what and else I at the end of the day, it's... Best list.
1: It's 12 wins and a 4-up save, like... The other thing I've not mentioned at all for best units, I haven't put fiends in there. No. They're way too expensive. I think in Scryer they have a purpose, because they're the things that pop up, and um, they have a built-in warp grinder, which is also expensive. Um, I mean, even with Scryer, you can take a warp grinder and 30 acolytes, technically that's allowed, although I don't think that was the intention, so that's why I've never done that. But um, You can do that, and that's pretty lethal. an in a Plague Priest and a C that's your four hundred points of allies go off and then make them incredible and then hope that you roll a free up. But um <laughs> Storm Fiends I actually think oh, are a huge point sync for something that actually doesn't do that much. And the other thing with Scry you've got the sparks. So like if I get like a damage free attack through, I can just use it. They have, they serve a very specific point and that's why I used to see them as attacks. Yeah. Um but I think
0: the the other thing that Squire gives you is generally you're outranging almost anybody. Yeah. Which so it means you don't need <laughs> to walk wo- you don't need to worry about your 14 You can mix walk fires because yeah. people will walk into your range. So.
1: Yeah. Well even with like, the Gisels and the mortars, it's like, Oh I've- there's an objective there. If I kill everything on it I can just put my storm there and that's pretty really much what happened in our game. Yeah. like, so, oh those drives are in the way. I <laughs> just needed something to stand there, so that all my clan are doing all my fighting and my Stormpeeds are grabbing my objectives, which is the opposite of what most people think. I mean, you can take a couple of packmasters and then take shot gauntlets, and I've never taken shot gauntlets, I've always been like pro-Doomflare Gauntlet, which no one else seems to run for some reason. Uh, I also want a tournament, should run Doomflare Gauntlets and just Stormpeeds. Is that just <laughs> for the reliability of hitting on 2s? No, because more than likely you're going to pop them 9 right away, more than likely you're not going to make that charge, it's more for the rent. Because actually, you can argue it's not reliable. Because if you roll two ones for your two D three attacks, then it's not reliable at all. But the ren two, yeah, the friend is amazing. The shotgun that's um, are dependent on being on the board at the beginning and having packmasters around you, or tunneling an engineer up with you in a gut fire with a vigorous injector, In which case, you may as well just take warp five hours. So, um, so yeah, I think you could probably put a unit of them in as well if you wanted to, just because they can wait. They don't have to come on in the first turn like gut runners, but. Um, and, yeah, I'd, I would still probably take 40-20-20 rats and a unit of 40 night runners. I actually think, and we've discussed this, I know, I actually
0: think you the fact that you don't have to choose to roll for them either is I would never choose to roll for them turn one because, actually, you don't want them to pop up at the start when they're going to get zoned out by stuff nine away and then just not be somewhere useful and be a target. You actually don't want
1: them to show up until about turn three. Uh, our game, I didn't, but in my first game, I definitely did. Okay. So my uh, not first game. Sorry, my first two games. Yeah, because when I played Zack, I blocked the objectives so he couldn't get one to it. And then I had my warp five behind that unit. So if he went near them, he has to smash through them. Uh, the rippers couldn't get the warp five row well. so I was like, if you shove your rippers into my stuff, yes, you'll kill them. i to kill you afterwards. Um, so I don't think that's always the case. When I played Matt, they came up in my first turn and they made their first turn charge. Um, and they smashed him off that objective and I had it the entirety of the game. Okay. So, our game, yes. When I played Chris Tart, it would have been good if they came on the first turn as well. They failed, they came on the second turn. It just stalled me a turn. Okay. He, that space was still there. If anything, it gave him an opportunity to close that gap. He just never did. Yeah. He just. I think he'd forgotten about them. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I think in a scrier and army they have a, a different purpose than if you're just playing a mixgaven army. Yeah. Mixgaven's weird at the moment. Like, I've experimented with using a here. I like using them. I think their commandability ability is really good. The spell doesn't require line of sight. You can just hide in behind stuff. Yeah, it's I think the time I think stuff. the time you've used him and for how you've
0: said how you do well with Skaven is bogging people down and just tying them up and just he getting in the way well. yeah. is he's phenomenal for that because as you say. You can have four models there, someone can force a twenty they can, a, kill 36. They can force a can yeah. thirty a thirty odd battle shock onto you and you go, Well, there's only four models to run away, so I only roll one ro- four up, you're stuck. roll for so, four. Yeah. And you go, Cool, I rolled two four ups so or one four up, and you go, That guy's still alive, so you're still in combat.
1: Have Is it Priority your turn. No. Yeah. Yeah, Cool. You just wasted your turn killing him. I, I with that yeah, army I gave priority on okay, the other time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's how I can bother him which shop i didn't but, I mean I experimented with um Storm and a Gnaw with a big block of Clan Rats and a Great Seer. And that somewhat worked. I think in the new edition I was the only one who beat Liam's fleshy to court army because I was like, I was gonna outrange you, get my Archwallock on a Balewind, start sniping off your characters with spells, you have to come forward eventually, and when you do you're gonna tell it with my Gnaw where you were, and that's exactly what happened. So um Yeah. And yeah, just killed all the players with Storm So I think there's different ways of using them. Um like I said, that big clan r night runner thing is a big point thing for something that doesn't do any damage. So if you're not looking to if you're looking to try and kill something scry is probably the way to go. But I think you can have like a lot of verminous units can do mm-hmm. that, just don't depend on it. Yep. I think Storm vermin can be amazing, it's just they're very expensive for something that's easily removed by a gaunt summoner. Yeah. Particularly if they go fast and you can't even use the Grey ability. Yep. So, and the Grey Seer's ability is models and range, not um what's it called? Uh units units. Yeah. I think the first time I used him I was one of those when like, people are just going to This is going to be pointless. There's only one time he's actually been sniped off that I've probably played about 10 games. Because it's quite easy to hide him because he's pretty small. Yeah, it's easy to hide. So I've played like 10 games of him. He's only died once. This is the first game I got really discouraged and I was like, oh, that's not worked. And I tried it again anyway. And he's like, oh, it seems to be doing okay now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I just think... Um, the Grey Seer is a very good one. The other thing is, uh, like, a Verminus one is actually being the Warbringer, now that the Verminus clawback's not a thing. The Verminus clawback was still in the game. I would run that. I actually think that is very competitive. Yeah, um, But, yeah. But, it unfortunately, may be a no. Longer. No, but, um...
0: But I think, I think what we're saying is Skaven currently... Needs something. Or, on, one you've just won a tournament with them and you always well, play consistently describe, like, with them. Gener-
1: generic scheme. But
0: even know. Eshin at Masters, like, you said, oh, I'm just going to take this to have fun, you still come fifth. Like, you're always up there and I think it's just a case of... I think they have a lot of tools and because not too many people play them or they play them not in the most optimal way, they variety, don't expect what i going to do. Their points are actually quite good for some of their use. Some of them are off. Some of like, them are The right. one person <laughs> we've not talked about, Thankwell, like, the... Leader of all
1: Skaven essentially. Yeah, we've not expensive. mentioned him once
0: because he's 450 points.
1: And he was 500, he's cheaper and still yeah. not worth it. Um, yeah, I'd probably swap out Screech for him because I found it used to Screech. Fancourt, like the obvious thing people saw, and I, I did this when I first started with Skaven, is oh, I can skid leap him and then burn things off, but then he just basically is a sitting duck to die. Yeah. So it's like a spell character who can't take hits that has to be near you, and that's where I think he kind of falls short. He's. Um, he could come down 100 points, I still probably wouldn't take him. So, okay. um, I mean, what's good with him is his Scorch spell has a 26-inch range, but it also scales as he takes damage, mm-hmm. which is horrific. And the big thing with Skaven, you need a command trait. If you're going to run Skaven, you need Cunning receiver. Mm-hmm. You need it, unless you're playing Scryer or Pestilence. I feel like they just need that. And if you take Fanquil as your general, you can't do that. And his, um, his command ability is quite good if you had like a big block of Stormvermin or maybe even Monks depending on how you were running it, but even what I have used them, it was never my general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I actually remember the first game I ever played with Skaven, because I'd just come from Jim Kings where I'm used to not having to worry about 6-inch charges or um, Battleshock, it was against James's Bretonnians, this is the first time I met James, uh, he went first and killed four Clownots of a Trebuchet and the other six ran away and I was like, I'm not playing death anymore. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so then I skid leaped him, burnt off some, like, Pegasus knights, and I was using his spells to try and kill the crew and his california, because I was scared of them. So, he had a point then, but, I mean, I, I don't think that was I think the of, like, fact fun that fun game. It wasn't anything.
0: I think the fact that his walk-fire throws are always 2d6, even if he's left on one wound, is useful. But, I agree, 450 so is probably is, um, too much. I think if you went to effects. 400, so you could ally him, just for some fun, if nothing else, and to add a big monster or something. Yeah. No, I, I think at 400, he'd be... He'd have a a place, but I agree. I think at 450, you just look past him.
1: The thing is, what also doesn't scale with damage is his combat setup. So what goes down is his clubbing blows. If you actually give him the, I think, uh, Warp 5 Braziers or whatever they're called, they're actually really good. I would almost consider them over the Warp 5 Rowers now, just because of... um, And you can get a sorcerer on him if you wanted to, (laughs) but uh, I actually think that would be better. I mean, it's just a big point sink for something that doesn't give you reliable damage. They'll... I was leaping him. He's not small, so people can block him from getting anything valuable. Yeah. Which is why I started to leave my Arch Warlock. Um, and odds are he's not going to kill something as valuable as him with that 2d6 attack. And he's frail enough that, yes, even if he's got one wound left he can do it, but the amount of times I used him and he didn't have one wound left, he was just outright killed. It's just too high a price um, yeah. for something that's not... It's just a bit strange, he's got this amazing sort of command ability for survivability. And he's got this like, a spell from twenty six away, which is he's gonna have yeah. a few of them yeah. actually. And um, but also it wants to be right in your face, or is useless. It's just a bit weird okay. in that sense. So um, if he's gonna be right in your face, at least with the combat weapons, he's got somewhat of a chance. Plus, what fire throws, yeah. he's not necessarily gonna kill. Even in combat, he's not necessarily going to kill. So thinking of those attacks, yeah. so um, yeah, thank all. He's a funny one. Like, okay. because their they're character that meant losing the most are so the chieftain and the who just changed to make him useless, so no one used the compendium model and Deathmaster Snitch. So okay, cool. he probably would have been my first choice for the most valuable model.
0: Cool. Right, I think we've done the run through. I think we'll take a quick break and then we'll come through with kind of final comments and anything else we want to say. Maybe our early thoughts on the stuff that just got revealed yesterday at Warhammer Fest. So yeah, that's very interesting. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back. Okay, we're back from the break, so we're just going to do a quick overall rundown of everything we've discussed, all things scaven the last kind of hour and a half, two hours. Um, in terms of from Dan, his top, top, top tips if you want to do well with Skaven, and then we're just going to talk over some of the reveals from Warhammer Fest and our thoughts, opinions on them, and then I think that's up, that's it for this show. So. Yeah, sure. So Dan, laying it down, quick one minute rundown of. At
1: computer's compete with what are you taking, what are you doing? Our well, first is embrace the grind. There's a lot of models. You have to have a high model count, and you need a lot of planets. At least one unit of 40, at least, probably more. The only reason I don't always take 40 is because I'll sometimes have 40 runners. So, yes, embrace the grind. Be annoying, focus on movement, tie up your opponent. Like I said, there's games I've had where I don't even attack anybody. Like you, As in, I try not to, I try to avoid it, so... Focus on the objectives. um, Take people by surprise. Slow them down. Get in the way. um, And that's probably a very sort of vague overview of how I treat Skaven. Like I very rarely get any kill points with them unless I'm playing Squire. If you're playing Squire, blast them off the table. (laughs) Giselles or mortars. Both. (laughs) And then tunnel up your stormfields because they're your objective grabbing unit. So um, yeah. I'd say um, the biggest thing with Mixcaven is your clan rats really are the most important thing in the army, to be honest. Okay. So um, they're win or lose the game, it's similar to House Skinks do with Sarah Farnone. Yeah, I think clan rats are better. So. Cool.
0: So, third <laughs> third best unit overall, but the thing that wins you the game are clan rats. Yeah, probably promote them to
1: first on that basis. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, deservedly. That's why, same points as giant rats, but even the Giant rats are really cool too, but uh, yeah get in the way be annoying charge the corner of units charge units nearby and just try and leave one clan at 2.9 away from an amazingly hard hitting unit and then watch your opponent's face and then if you win priority give it away which is something people don't do enough cool so that would probably be my biggest tip and probably the secret to my success if you want to call it that So are you... charge shit units and then put like a really crap clan rate in 2.9 away from something really good that's like a blood fest or something that'll kill you <laughs> that's what you just say come in so
0: <laughs> cool okay That is all things Skaven. So, and yeah, if you, uh, if you've liked that, then, um, let us know. We'll, uh, Dan, you're, you are on Twitter now, I
1: think. I've been on Twitter a while, so I just don't really
0: use it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're quite active on the Sydney groups as well, and you're on the, you the Skaven, Skaven
1: page. Facebook page. Yeah, I'm actually moderating the death pages well for some reason. But um, if you join the Sydney page or the Skaven Warhammer page, that's what it's called, it's not an Age of Sigmar page, it's okay. Skaven Warhammer. So Skaven Warhammer I'm page on there. Facebook? Yeah, I'm on there. Or if you join the Age of Sigmar Sydney page, I'm one of the more active people on there. So cool. when I talk Skaven, I would highly recommend joining that group. Cool. So...
0: Right, Warhammer Fest. So, yes. Dan, my socks are on, let's knock them off.
1: You're wearing Uggs. Yes, yeah, I am. Um, I also want to point out in England it's not okay for men to wear Uggs. Chris is trying to embrace the culture over here. I'm actually just
0: <laughs> fucking cold in my house, so <laughs> that's really why. Um, but yeah, so Warhammer Fest. What is your well I already know what your like most thinking ee- thing from that is. Is Blood Bowl Dark Elf. <laughs> Everyone else
1: is getting really excited about it. I was like, that Witch Elf was amazing. Um but yeah, I, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised. I didn't think they were gonna reveal that much. I thought there'd be a new starter box and maybe a new black coach and that would be and then maybe a new Stormcast model and they're like new exclusives and they thought that would be it. I was not expecting the big onslaught of new models are significantly better and I'm saying this is somebody who doesn't even like Stormcast. They've definitely come a long way. Like, my biggest criticism with them before is they just like the same model holding a different weapon all the time, and that now they just look really unique. They, they've they really improved. Uh, I'm still never going to get them. That is just not my thing. Um, but the one that caught my eye, the, the, the point being Stormcast, they look much better. Uh, the Nighthorn really caught my eye. I think they look incredible. Mm. I am still triggered that death got Skaven before Skaven got Skaven. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Although it did remind me a little bit of like Undead Hobby Horses, so yeah. yeah. We're referring to the new Nighthaunt
0: unit that appears to be uh, ghostly scaven with rusty spears. Yes, But um, they look
1: cool. The the Nighthaunt stuff is more my sort of style. I don't think I'll get either, but i like. I knew Ash is fighting good Night Hunt, so I'd really I think like it. Yeah, I I was the same as you. I knew
0: we, I was certain we were getting a new black coach from the previous reveal, and, and it the great. That the old one even that was amazing. Pretty awful, let's be honest. I had the old black coach, um, it was terrible. Model. So I thought we were going to get that, and I knew like we knew basically sacrosanct or some sort of. Similar chamber was coming. I didn't but think it I was coming now. I didn't think it was gonna have that range and I also didn't think it was gonna be June. I thought it was gonna maybe be July. I thought August. July too. I reckon it'll be like the 30th of June or something. It'll be the I, don't th- I think it's gonna drop the weekend of slaughter. I think we're gonna sit there that weekend and everything's gonna come out and everyone's just gonna be like
2: Oh my god! in this, the
0: evening and I'm gonna be like guys there's a quiz. Can you please give
1: me your attention? <laughs> What's the name of a large speed attack? <laughs> um, yeah it could well be we'll we'll know soon enough the good thing with GW is when they reveal something it's generally not that far away when they actually release it so um, that's pretty cool I'm excited for it I'm I'm ready for like a change like a switch up for the game there are a few things that worry me a little bit that they've said which um, I'm
0: not I have to reserve full judgement until obviously I've seen it all because I don't want to knee-jerk and be like Emma is the worst thing ever Which, which we've seen a few of them I'm not a fan of
1: the command point system from 40k. No, I'm not. I hate that so, mechanic in 40k. I, I'm sure it would work differently in Age Sigma, but I'd say out of the way that that game works, that's the mechanic that puts me off that game the most, just because I feel like you can get away with so much stuff. Yeah. So, like I said, in our game you killed five of my and I'm like, oh, I might lose the rest of the unit. I'm going to use two command points to ensure that I pass my battle Battleshock automatically or something like that. Or, I failed a 3-inch child, I'm going to try again. like That sort of thing. I really don't Welcome to the game. Yeah. But um, it sounds like they're. It's,
0: it's almost giving destiny dice to
1: everyone. Yeah, like, and, and that's, and that's the mechanic
0: people hate of Zink. Just going, oh, right, you I take really out
1: risk to, yeah. from an army. I really need to go first, so I'm going to use free command Let's give it to, 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 to everybody. First. Like, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's still risk because you're re rolling uh, a lot of the time, but it's just not um, something that. I don't know. It could turn out to be this amazing mechanic. Yeah. I, what I think it's going to be used for is to use command abilities for things that aren't your general, and that's probably the purpose of the points. because it said something about having a better hero phase. So I'm curious to see. The thing that worries me with that is the first thing I thought of was Dollars of Cain, Oh, if I've got a unit of witches in combat with me, and then they can use the Slaughter Queen's command ability in the Cauldron, and then they can use the Slaughter Queen's command ability in Foot, and then they can use Morathi's ability, and all of a sudden four units have piled and attacked in your hero phase. And then they get their movement phase and then they have the rest of their turn like, yeah. that worries me but um how they go about balancing and regulating that yeah would be I mean to see. They, it
0: can't be I don't think it will it, be it that. can't be all heroes with command abilities you just get to use them because you just make Archeon irrelevant.
1: well they'd rewrite his war scroll like they have rewrite the yeah. ashes to amend the fact that summonable units are now replacing summon, summoning for death yeah, so true. I think they'll give him something else yeah. or so maybe he gets like free command points or something but it also but, better not
0: stack. It it I hope it's unique command abilities, like you can use one of each. I actually hope it's not just flat out. Everybody gets to use them. There needs to be some sort of
1: I don't think it will be. I think that's that's what the otherwise is probably that's a massive for. power creep immediately. Um but makes yeah. Cetra even more obsolete than he already is not being called Cetra anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Exalted uh, Tomb King on chariot or no Tomb King on Exalted Chariot becomes even uh, more obsolete. So um yeah that's the main thing that makes me nervous. Is everyone using command abilities? The shooting change, I'm kind of happy to embrace what they're doing. Yeah, got. I,
0: and also we don't know the full details of it yet. You still might be able to shoot in combat
1: with the unit, you're in, the unit with. you're in combat
0: with, and I think that's fine. I also
1: think say so that um, so that we're fighting. Uh, we're playing a game. Yeah. Oh, we both know how that would go down. Cheers, out of you. But um, <laughs> I, I'm happy to accept that. Yes. <laughs> uh, but like, say, like uh, I've got like my shifty with bows are in combat with like some of your liberators, and then I'm off shooting your prosecutors. It doesn't really make sense. that like, it should be. Sh- I've got a threat in front of me that I have to deal with. But um, it. So I'm kind of happy to embrace that. Whether or not you can still shoot the unit you're in combat with. Yeah. And, and we going out that means like a general reduction in points for shooting so I'm not too scared of that even though I've just
2: I, No playing, I think I'm ready to embrace me.
1: a bit of a change on that Yeah because those units might go down to make up for it which might make them more interesting anyway or um I also think it just it doesn't the big appeal for me of Age of Sigmar is the simplicity of it of it's easy to pick up but difficult to master once they start introducing different like um, resource management pools like command points and stuff like that so I'm like okay let's see if this changes the fun of the game so that's yeah. where I think the apprehension is coming from but um, the shooting thing doesn't really conflict with that I don't yeah. think I'm no, quite I happy think... to see what they do with that
0: I think that's fine but yeah I think the models look amazing the Nighthaunt one I love the dude with the two padlocks behind him it's like he's, just gonna, slap he's just going to slap someone's ears with these two padlocks he's awesome uh, I um, don't like it's the really if I'm honest though I'm not a huge fan of the like what looks to be like one wound infantry. It looks like they've taken the awful zombie kit and gone, let's turn these into ghosts, but they still have this stupid big square
1: jaw faces. The one that struck me is the one that you think is the War warband with those Banshees. Those are the other ones. Undead I'm Little like, Mix. Yeah, those are the only ones I'm like, oh, I'm not quite sure I'm a fan of these. Everything else I'm oh, I like, bored with. I like them. Yeah. I, uh, my, oh, I think my favorite though
0: is definitely the guy that's like the, the hangman. That's got the big axe and he's got a hangman's noose like tied to Still the back on. of him. Yeah, it's I. I think I like That, I think I that really model like is them. fucking amazing.
1: Um, I, think um, I think they look really cool. The new that new stormcast mount that looks
0: kind of like a lion. The, that, the, it's like a lion cross with a gorilla. Looks a bit weird. Um.
1: Yeah. I'm not. I think the other mount looked great with that female yeah. stormcast on top. That looked really cool. It kind of looks it. like something out of Rampage. Yeah, that one I wasn't. I I I'm not a fan of that map. But then again, like in I checked this morning. Zach's like, oh my god, that looks incredible.
0: I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, I think it looks a bit odd. But I love the female wizard on the um, Griff charger, though. I think she looks amazing. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that.
1: Yeah, she looks really really and good. And I, I I think most of the they fe- all seem to be holding crystals.
0: The yeah, the crystal look thing cool. looks interesting. Um, I, I love most of the new female models actually. I think yeah, there's one that looks like it looks like probably an elite kind of paladin type unit where they've all got big starves, and there's one where it's a woman and she's like holding her hand out to the side. And she's just, their model, just the pose looks awesome. It looks so much better than the other ones that the men, they look great too, but I just think her model pose
1: looks awesome. Um, the figure one decided on it because they've all got those like robes over the chest plates now, not just like um, other things. Yeah, not just like waist down, which is kind of what the tradition they are with Stormcast. Like, I still haven't really decided if I like that or not, but um, I think that's kind of petty. As a whole, I think those models are much, much better. Yeah. Um,
0: And the thing is, there's clearly still more coming because that video of the Nighthawn trailer showed this shadowy figure in the back, and they've referenced in the article that it's the Mortark of Grief, but we don't know who it is. It's Isabella. Isabella, It's Isabella, or it's potentially Kalida. I don't think it's collider. I don't think it's Kalida either, just because of what they've done she's to tomb Queen of Asaf. Oh no,
1: she's a tomb queen, no. But, but uh, um, I, I, think, no, I think they've been written I out. I think it's but, um, Isabella. I think it's Isabella too, because it just ties into that Vlad-Isabella love story from the from the End Times, and him t- putting yeah. the ring on her to protect her, because if, if you've read the End yeah. Times spoilers, Isabella dies with the ring on, yeah. Vlad gives her the ring, kills both of them. Because I think she's been possessed she's by a She's possessed Nurgle. by
0: a super powerful Nurgle demon. Yeah,
1: the only way to do it is to kill her. So Vlad puts the ring on her and then they both get killed. Does yeah. he kill himself with yeah. her? Yeah. So he,
0: the, he grabs hold of her and jumps off like uh, a balcony and impales them on some spikes. Yeah. Which I think was a so throwback, the I to, think it was a throwback to how he died originally. Yeah. Exactly. he jumped off. And, but yeah, he... Likes the to real Lancaster, him. not this Manfred crap. <laughs> um... <laughs> Clint's so triggered right now. Like, even Conrad's better than Manfred Clint. <laughs> um, and he was like two bats short of a Belfry. He sucked too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Big about the crack. They were I fun. think um, I'm intrigued to see what they do. I feel like, obviously, we know they're getting Battletome Night Nighthaunt, but if there's a Mortark of Grief. Oh, that's cool. That's a really good addition. I wonder if it's going to. I'm just curious to know how the interplay is going to feed in with the new Legion of Night Battletome that's just going to come out or are they just going to be separate to that because a lot of the artwork was Nagash surrounded by spirits and yes you can use spirit Host and the and allegiance and Nagash but I think one of the things people were annoyed was oh so Nighthaunt don't get these allegiance billies they don't get the spells they don't get this and it's like no they're getting their whole massive fucking battle I'm really impressed I, was not I wasn't expecting that, that range. good
1: a range at I all. thought it'd be a black coat I've noticed cause as, like, as I'm mother in the death page some people are already complaining about it I'm like why what more do you want like it it's incredible
2: yeah
1: one thing I do want to point out is because like the deaf players have a bit of a bad reputation for complaining a lot and they're big, given this book it kind of overacts the whole range Like I would love that for Skaven I mean yeah. Skaven players need to complain more <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're too passive and you're too nice because a lot of them are like older players as well because they're who played Skaven before yeah um, yeah, if, if we if we got like a book like they did, I'd be super happy. Come on, Wayne, Wayne Kemp, come on. The pestilence is really like a proper battle We want Children
0: of the Horned Rat. We want Children of the Horned Rat. And it needs to be like and the some clans. A classic cry
1: model would be nice, but you don't have to do that. So
0: Skype, sky Skype, <laughs> Skype or up the clans. Give us full access to everything. Yep. All the Skaven range in one book.
1: Yes. There we go. There we go, and I'd be very happy. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I really like the I just. Don't get how people can be disappointed but the other thing with age of Sigmar is if you look at they haven't really built upon um previous full army they've expanded so much so nighthorn was already in the game but they've expanded it into its own faction properly its own faction now not just like spirit Host and hectares and yeah. um doors of came was that as well there's a few witch of units but now they've really expanded it into his own army and if you look at it that's kind of how the approach they're taking to age of sigma yeah they're kind of changing things a lot and uh, mixing things up yeah
0: so. It makes me really excited to see like what they do to like expand out like Phoenix Temple and stuff like that, like Especially, coming yeah. out with all these amazing, all like, like Phoenix-esque, yeah. oh my god. That would be a really cool That too. will be like, that will break my bank because I love Phoenix. The thing that shocked me
1: so much with um, the Night Nighthold reveal, Stormcast not so much because i always, I've seen how, much whether but into giving them a really big broad range of models. Is if you look at the new units, the new armies, they actually don't have many units at all. I don't know if they have like five units or something. They have two builds of eels, Reavers, frells, and then they have the sharks, and then they've got the Heroes and Behemoths, which are separate, but the actual units themselves they don't have many at all. Yeah. KO are the same. They've not got they've got Arkana Company, Funders, two different builds for the engine riggers. Yeah. and they've got their boats, and that's pretty much it, so yeah. other than the characters So And then Jordan of the Cane was the same, they've got what was already there and added a few things in to so the Snakes and the Harpies. That's Morathi too, that's pretty much it, so they've all went through very, very small ranges, and that's why I've just kind of assumed that's the way that Age of is going to be from now on. So I was really surprised just to see just how many units they got. Yeah. Stormcast no, but I was surprised to see Nighthorn got just as many.
0: Yeah. I think, I, really I think a lot of them look like that.
1: they will be characters, though. But characters are like different builds from different kits. But even then, they they've got more than I was expecting, considering they already have oh, square yeah. and hex raves Yeah. I would have thought they'd maybe get like a kit which can be built of one or two ways, and then like a few heroes, and then maybe a new black coach. Yeah. They got way more than that. yes yeah. So but yeah, so
0: that's cool. Um, it was cool to see the two new Shades by War bands. They look like, from the detailed basing on some of them, it looks like the Stormcast one is three guys with a big crossbow
1: type thing and a Griffhound and then I yeah. think that could be strong the Shades Fire but I also mean that could just be the stylus set because there's a few units that have new, more detailed basing on there if you look through hmm. so it might be I think they probably Maybe, are I think just cause cause it's four, four
0: them, models as yeah. well and they do very much look like yeah. that plastic moulded base um, so yeah, Griffhound and three guys with big crossbows, and then it looks like undead little mix are the new Night Horn Warband. So they're all skinny. The four banshees. <laughs> Leave Jesse alone. <laughs> but um, uh, what else did they reveal? Oh, the corn, the Forge corn dragon is finally done. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, it's been being built for years, yeah. like. It, that just the scale of that thing is stupid. It's the biggest kit they've ever made. And I've seen a like a is it I've a seen manta? Of the, the Tao what? manta? I've seen that at Forge World on the table. And it's like half, it's like, it's like half a get. six by four use board, it. it's yeah. basically a two by two gaming tile. And yeah. you're like, hang on, what this dragon's gonna be. big I don't actually think the dragon can be bigger than that. I think maybe just in
1: probably, height, yeah, that, height that's and very width wide and but also
0: shallow. Um, um, but yeah, he looks ludicrously big so looking forward to seeing a suitably op forge world war scroll for him soon so
1: yeah pay to win
0: um we'll see how we go well no not now they've decided they don't want to sell mongols anymore so
1: Uh, Um, i think the mongol had its day they
0: uh, they sold them all and went okay we're good now we'll change it back yeah pretty much back thunderers (laughs) but yeah um what else did they reveal? I haven't. Nagraf re- nightmares, Blood Bowl team. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't really seen much from the actual release about the new trading card game, like Warhammer Champions. I know it was there, but I've not actually seen many details. So yeah, I'm kind I of, haven't. Either. That
1: was kind of going on. The I'm mark, watching.
0: The, I'm watching that. Like I'm interested, but I also don't think it'll be something I pick up because if it's got the same investment level as Magic, it's too much. I can't do Warhammer and that. I stopped playing Magic because of the investment level to play competitively needing to redo a
1: set every year and I was just like nah I just don't think I'm that uh, appealed to a TCG at the minute like uh I know you play Shadespire a lot I probably prefer Blood Bowl I've played Shadespire too, but I think one of the reasons I've lent towards Blood Bowl is like the TCG part of spire is probably the really appealing factor for some people and like it's a very quick plus thing I, I do like Shadespire but um that's also one of those like there's a new Korn in Stormcast Warband just come out. I'm not interested in either the Warbands or the models. Obviously, I fight the game in Warband. But um, if I bought them, it would just be for the cards. Yeah. And I just thought that's just a bit of a waste of money, really. I can't yep. really justify that, because... Um... I bought the Firestone as well and proceeded not to put any of the cards in my deck anyway. <laughs> so,
2: yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Um,
0: and then, oh, the new Winds of Magic type thing, where they've actually, it looks like we're going to get... I don't know, but it looks like there's going to be maybe a universal 8 winds kind of remains in place spell. Or I like think it's just that remains by in
1: play, they're represented by models on the token, table that yeah. move around or do things, because even if you look at one of the pictures of Morafi and it showed um, dark and light, yeah. Yeah, it didn't look like her spell, so it, it struck me as something that's probably more generic and accessible. Oh, definitely. Um, it's, um, I mean, it
0: was Realm of Beasts, Fire, Coffee water <laughs> like you had there was definitely a, a model for all of the different um yes I think the, so. the, the eight wins I think were... maybe you even have a mechanic of what realm you're playing and then you get the corresponding maybe and theme. that's the thing as much as we see all these reveals it might not all be for match play so I'm kind of worried about how I much I think match play is a big
1: selling point so the possibility is, but I'm kind
0: of worried about how much extra they might be layering onto the game but then I'm like I don't know the details so I'm trying to also not Worry because this might just be a new narrative edition of the new Magic phase. I don't think it will be. I do think it will be for match play because yeah, generally they've had backlash at stuff that wasn't for match play. Oh, when well, they have put things for match play, Firestorm yeah. quite rightly
1: received very negative yeah. feedback. But, um, um, but yeah,
0: yeah, it'll be interesting. I think that like kind of it's not flaming, but I think the kind of Magic Giant Beast Skull as a model is amazing, and I almost <laughs> would want to like take like a. a like
1: a it's a smart cloth. move too, because anyone who plays with any sort of spellcasting yeah. has use to models. buy all that stuff. So, yeah. um... But like,
0: that's what makes me think it won't be a, you must, like, I don't think it'll be a, this happens automatically, I think it would have to be a choice. Because otherwise, I
1: think that's otherwise quite it's a big a investment
0: play. to have to be like... Everyone... The other thing is
1: it gives access to like slams to like free spells but they're all defensive and like yeah. give them something more... Offensive. Well, that's the
0: thing. Yeah, We have no idea how it's going to work. No. So might, it might be something though? you get only if you choose to use Grand Alliance. Like, if you've got your own spell lore, you don't get access to That things. would make
1: sense, yeah.
0: Like, I don't or know. Or maybe an
1: alternative that like you just
0: spell a lot. Yeah, you, you pick use that or you pick one of those spells. Yeah, like... so no, I know that's one of the things I
1: reveal that I'm probably most excited for. I think, I think it, it looks
0: probably. awesome. And, like, I would... I want to take that skull and, like, a cave squig and okay. convert, like, a giant undead... I want my warp seal Like to a giant undead cave squig. <laughs> I think it'd be cool.
1: A giant cave squig would be cool. No, that, that, that's one which I thought was... Be- one thing I noticed, you know that video that they showed with, like, that guy when he's talking about what the new rules are and stuff like that, mm. saying, oh... We were going to make a super expensive production, but too busy enjoying it. Like, what right. I noticed about that video is it reminded me of like YouTube videos from 10 years ago where every two seconds they appear somewhere else in the video. Like, it's been edited in such a way. Watch that video back, he jumps across the yeah. entire video all the time as like, and I've been focusing on what you're saying because you're annoying me with how much you're jumping right now. <laughs> I think the whole point was it was... Uh, it's meant cheap, to be, yeah. Like, here's what I've made myself. Yeah. But um. So I think it was intentional, but I was definitely distracted by that. But, but yeah, so
0: there's obviously a lot happening and it's happening pretty soon. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I think. One
1: thing I do think for people who are apprehensive, sorry to cut you off, is just um that video shows some of the playtesters. Yeah. I recognise one of the FaceTime guys yep. in that video. And I... I know how much feedback they've been giving on Doors yeah. of the cane, and no, God, everything's being done with their involvement, it's being run by them. If they were going to do some giant um, sort of move that potentially sabotage the game, I think they would get their feedback on board yeah. before they committed to something like that. So yeah. with that being said, I'm less um, apprehensive than I would be had I not known that their involvement was yeah. a part th- of it. I
0: think at the end of the day they know how well the game is going now, and with each book they're trying... I say they're trying to tone it down, they're still not, because at the end of the day they are always going to try and sell models, and as much as people are going to whinge this is powerful, they're never going to release something that makes people go, well, they do good things. I don't know. I don't know if I so. need it because it's not that great. Like well, the thing that I they think they're to going to a bit too far. With... Looks like it has a draw. As yeah, long as, it as it they never go zinch level again and go here, you go just control everything and take all
1: chance out of the game. I think Marathi. I don't like
0: that mechanic. Either, I don't like though. that mechanic
1: either, and I don't like can't shoot me, and I always get to go first and don't free either. <laughs> so it's those are things where I'm like. They're putting these things in to protect these characters or whatever because yeah. you don't want to buy a new I mean, it'd be useless, absolutely. You want it to be purposeful. But the way to approach that is to tone down the things that can just automatically wipe yeah. your hero off the table or yeah. just delete your unit. it's something that powerful where there's nothing you can do. And I think there's rarely nothing you can do. Deployment is a huge part of the yeah. game. Um, then that's how you address that with
0: balance. Yeah. You don't. But listening to the guys, like they've talked, the face, like the guys. From the playtesting team have talked about the Deepkin book and when they were early playtesting it, and they've said the allegiance
1: abilities are strong, and they've toned them down.
0: They said when they got the first draft, they were ludicrous. That scares me though. And they've pulled them back
1: because I actually think doors of Cain have gone under their radar. they
0: ridiculously. Oh, doors kind of, of Cain are phenomenally powerful. Yeah. Just witch elves. Just witch elves. Yeah. Then well, cauldron. even without the witch elves, the cauldrons. Sippy sort of... cup and cauldrons. Yeah.
1: Sippy cup and cauldrons. So, and yeah. even they were like, we had to turn down the harpies, we had to turn down the snakes, and it's like. Um, all of these things are like it is but I think to be fair though that can get adjusted by points I think
0: all it is now is 270 for 30 which else is too cheap and they need to get the plague bear treatment of be 120 for 10 and then 320 for 30 I would still take them and then also they're still amazing for that but also then the Hagnar is the problem hag queens need to go up to 100 and then once you start going okay now the army is smaller yes they can hit hard but once the army just gets reduced I think Mm. it won't matter as much
1: I don't think it'll matter as much. I think they went wrong with the temple with Hagnar. They gave it two amazing abilities that were just But wild. not as
0: bad as... It's not the Zilfin.
1: I think it's worse. I genuinely do.
0: I still think Calebron can be useful.
1: I think Calebron can be useful, but Whereas Zilfin, you better. basically
0: look at it and go, okay, you just take Zilfin. I still yeah. agree with you, Hagnar is better, but it's just because nothing. only they do they you get the five to
1: but the... it's all rerolls, yeah. Yeah, and um, the fact that there's even a prayer to reroll that yeah it's what makes them great
0: but um anyway
1: little... oh, well, off topic, are, But yeah, yeah going slightly off yeah but um edit that i, I think nah, it's
0: fine <laughs> um but i think that's kind of everything really from the new release like i am i am excited oh no the, one thing they're finally releasing their own scenery dice but it looks like potentially changed it looks potentially like they might actually be changing the scenery table. number
1: two which is normally arcane it looks like a mechanical cogwheel like that can't be the rest of me kind of it's kind of hard to know but I'm like I can't help I think they're changing
2: mm, I'm,
1: I'm, maybe I'm ready for them to change too like I said it's a new edition I'm quite happy we'll for them to mix it up I like the senior as they are now. And there's, I think there's a big apprehension around these rules of there's a big feeling of it it's not broke don't fix it yeah but um, at the same time yeah. maybe change is different when Age of Sigma first came out people had very strong opinions about it some people still do yeah those are called night Fage players, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think I think they're not stupid, and the fact that they're Firestorm involved, the me. fact that they're the fact that that through, like, mm. But Firestorm was pre having the playtesters actually looking at stuff, and I do think, as you say, having those people that are top tournament gamers and are not going to want their game like, ru- you're not going to want their the game. game ruined. Yeah, I think I think it's okay. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just. Hold all my judgment, but I'm mainly excited. I think the new models look absolutely phenomenal, and we're getting way more than I expected. And it's only like a month away. It's
1: finally getting some Skaven
0: in Nighthorn. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go, Dan. Let it go. No. But yeah. Anyway, thanks for coming on the show. No it's problem. been good. And um, yeah, if people do want to find you on Twitter, what is your Twitter handle?
1: I See, I use it that frequently. I don't even know. Okay. Alright, so if I find me in the scaven Warhammer page, or find me in the Sydney page, is probably the best way.
0: Cool. Well, we hope you've enjoyed listening and yeah, hopefully I'll see some of you at Sydney Slaughter next month and yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks guys.